and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan, and we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We're going to reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today we discuss season five, episode 22, I can't believe it, The Abbey. The Abbey, written by Diego Gutierrez and Jonathan Kasdan, mm-hmm. directed by Michael Lang, originally aired on May 8th, 2002, my cousin Katie's birthday. Um, description from Wikipedia, civilization's new investors show up and Alex, a control freak, begins insulting and firing people. <laughs> Pacey leads a coup d'etat against her and both are fired. <laughs> <laughs> Dawson and Joey return to Capeside and Audrey accompanies them to avoid her parents. She learns that Dawson and Oliver have been invited to summer in LA where a famous director wishes to mentor them. Mm, it's a producer, but we'll let it slide. Uh, Joey receives a surprise visit from Professor, Professor Wilder who included her story from the start of the year about her kiss with Dawson in the season four finale in the Worthington Literary Review. At home, she decides to see her father for the first time since his latest incarceration, only to learn that he has been paroled and didn't tell his family. Jack and Jen decide to travel to Costa Rica for a summer adventure, with Jen declining an invitation from her parents to stay with them. To stay with them. Um, Dawson admits he came to Florida during spring break to tell Joey he loves her and finally pays a visit to his father's grave before heading out to his future. He does not admit that. He does not admit it. (laughs) Not that he's like hiding it, but like he doesn't admit it. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the show wanted you to see, I think. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Okay, my history's mysteries. Um, May 10th, 2002, FBI agent Robert Hansen is sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for selling American secrets to Moscow for 1.4 million in cash and diamonds. Remember when people got charged with things when they sold American secrets to Moscow? 1.4 million. That's it. Yeah. I mean, or that's what they got him on. Yeah, totally. Someone possibly look into Jared Kushner about that kind of (laughs) shit. Um, Okay, May 12th, 2002. Former U.S. President Jimmy Carter arrives in Cuba for a five day visit with Fidel Castro, becoming the first U.S. president in or out of office to visit the island since Castro's 1959 revolution. Oh my God. Yeah. In 2002. And it was, it was like a former president. Yeah, Jimmy Carter. 30 year old, 30 years prior president. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, During the Bush administration. That's wild. Bush 2 administration. Um, Okay, number one movie is Spider Man. The the first one. Oh, Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire. Uh Spider Man's $39.4 million opening day gross broke Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stones record of. $32.3 $32.3 million for the highest single-day tally of all time, a record it would then break in its second day of release oh, wow. with $43.6 million. It also broke Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone records for the highest weekend debut for a non-sequel and of all time. The Lost World Jurassic Park's record of $72.1 million for the highest weekend debut in May and for a PG-13 rated film, and X-Men's record of $54.7 million for the highest weekend debut for a superhero film. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man was the first film to ever gross than more than $100 million in three days and had the highest weekend debut of 2002. All right. There you go. Um, number one song is Foolish by Ashanti. Baby, I love it. Hanging <laughs> tough. Um, debuting at number 44 is Eminem's classic, Without Me. Oh, wow. 
Um, and all the other debuts are sort of garbage, so I didn't write any of them down. Um, I do want to say that with the exception of like a few bands like System of a Down and Puddle of Mud, there is basically no rock and roll on this list. Mm. It is country, rap, and R&B. That is it. Interesting. Basically. So mm. interesting time for music. Yeah. Yeah. And particularly rock music. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like post-emo. Yeah. People are like, nah. Yeah, Jimmy Eat World's on it, but like, that's yeah, but I the think middle. it was like yeah. oversaturated and people are like, I don't fuck with rock anymore. Well, I mean, come to my dissertation about the death of rock and roll um, <laughs> in the late 90s. I'll be here for the next 10 years talking about it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it was it was a really rough time for rock and roll then and Definitely. and it hasn't really recovered all that well no. since then um so anyway we um we start off at the worthington dorms it's finally fun in the dorms. it's finally fun like i don't know because i've been asking people for a season five questions uh-huh, and uh-huh. stuff like that people are like where was the fun in the dorms yeah that's and, like, true the dorm parties the rando friends you have and stuff yeah, like that like yeah we haven't really seen that of the college experience from totally any of our kids but particularly like joey and audrey who like live in the dorms live in the dorm yeah it's so inauthentic so we just see like audrey running with like, a guy with a squirt gun <laughs> and like it's total like <laughs> pandemonium <laughs> yeah authentic <laughs> for reals you know yeah and she like comes in and joey of course is a no fun yeah she's, she's packing. just like packing and scolding audrey yeah. and like get, joey gets sprayed by the squirt gun as well and yeah. she's like you know whatever she has fun when she gets sprayed by the squirt gun uh-huh. she like kind of like loosens up a little bit yeah um also just like how come those things like the squirt gun fight we never had a squirt gun no, fight but no, like no. why doesn't that never happen in real life like for years, I really wanted the last day of school to be like in Dazed and Confused, where they all just like throw their shit out of their lockers and stuff. <laughs> and I was always so disappointed at the end of high school when it didn't, when yeah, that didn't happen like we that. We knew our custodian, so that's so like you no. Just to- have a I, hear, I mean, I hear your real explanation yeah. <laughs> for it, but it's still fun to think about and mm-hmm. dream about. Aaron, come yeah. on. <laughs> Although we did definitely start a food fight at College Eight once. Yes. Yes, we definitely yes. did that. Gotten. We got late night dining ruined for everyone for, for a while. A few weeks. Yeah. It was worth it though. Yeah, it was. Totally worth it. So Audrey, like, you know, Audrey's like gets all pouty face because Joey's like, we gotta I'm gotta leave by nine. Like yeah. I can't be doing this. And she, and She's Joey's like nine AM. No, no, I think it's 9 p.m. Because we never see them in the dorm room in the dark. So well, like, when they leave, it's like a little bit dark. Hmm, so okay. I, I did go through that in my head. I was like, <laughs> I was like what is 9 a.m. in the dorms? Are you kidding me? I know. It's so weird. Yeah. So, um, and <laughs> yeah, so we find out Joey's going back to Cape Side. Yeah. And so we're going to get everyone's summer plans, you know? Totally. And um, Audrey's got to go back to LA and she's yeah. like, come with me. Yeah, she's begging Joey to go yeah. with her, which like, you wish. Joey could move Do forward it. and go, you yeah. know, instead of going back to Cape Side. Um, right. I mean, I get it why she's not, obviously, but like it would we be. We all went home. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool for Joey to take like that opportunity to like go get an internship totally. or do a job or whatever in a different town um and like totally um 
And then so Audrey's like, are you sure you don't want to go to L.A.? And Joey's like, no. And then and Audrey's like, well, what if I like come to Cape Side? I want to see what this shitholes all about. <laughs> yeah, totally. Y'all and talk about it so much. Joey's like, well, I mean, you're going to have to change your flight. And she's like, it's like, obviously, like yeah. she knows how to do this. I don't know. And then she's like, and you got to be packed and stored by nine. I'm going to have something to say about the stored part of that <laughs> sentence. But like, she's like, come on. And then there's like a knock at their door. And and they're yeah. like, okay, we're going to get these dudes. And they like, have already prepared water balloons, yeah, totally. which is so cute. It's great. And they like open the door and throw the water balloons. And you're like, fuck yeah. They just egged Professor Wilder. <laughs> and they like make it be all like tension. But like, because that guy's trash, yeah. I'm just like, fuck you. You deserve it. I you know? know? <laughs> I totally thought I had forgotten to play him off when I, I was like, oh, he's here again. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah. I, there's like so many dudes that I'm like, do I even play a song for these last episodes i don't know they suck <laughs> um anyway so <laughs> yeah we come so audrey like excuses herself she's like oh god yeah and like he's jo- like totally smug yeah <laughs> and then like she she like joey's like come on in and then the credits roll yeah and when we come back joey's like giving him a towel and apologizing she's throwing audrey under the bus yeah yeah <laughs> and then like he's she's she says like, it's why are you here well she says what an not that it's not a nice surprise but <laughs> <laughs> why are you here and i was like is it a nice surprise i'm exhausted by this and i can't give a fuck about this guy <laughs> at all. he's total trash yeah and he just sh- oh my god and it's so inappropriate to be in a dorm room a hundred percent did she end up dropping his class I, the, who who can say Aaron? yeah <laughs> So, Who can say? God. So she he hands her the Worth- Worthington Lit Review. Yeah. And she's just like, why are you being like this? What is this? Why can't you just tell me why you're here? Yeah. Okay, maybe she's not like that. I am. Yeah, you're like, you would be like that. <laughs> like, just hands you a book and you're supposed to be like, oh, so um, meaningful. Let me open to the exact right page, which yeah. is what Joey does. Of course. And we see that, like, he has published her first essay the kiss so i just want to remind everyone this confirms he gave her a c specifically to fuck with her yeah like specifically to fuck with her Uh uh-huh this is the kind of trash this guy is Uh, garbage Mm -hmm. garbage and then he asks her if there are any more chapters to this story like what's happened since we went our separate ways Uh, or or like she you know and then she was like no like we kind of like went our separate ways and like you know he's like if only the rules of writing applied to life and I'm just like get away from this show please go be Vinnie Van Lowe and Veronica Mars you're so much more entertaining as that and you're like writing does apply to life but this is bad writing writers of Dawson's Creek like (laughs) fuck you this guy sucks and so does Dawson yeah Uh uh-huh 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 so she's like then she starts asking him his summer plans and he says he's gonna start writing again and she's like oh yeah great and he goes are you gonna embark on the epic freshman summer adventure and i was like is that a thing i don't know the show's acting like it is i don't remember that i moved back in my with my parents and worked full time i remember everyone moving back into their parents houses and being like i'm not doing that next summer (laughs) yeah that that's true that's true how can i get out of here yeah well that was painful and horrid (laughs) because Um, it's so weird you're like friend your friends from high school you're grateful to see them but at the same time like they're completely different people you're all different people yeah you're kind of like okay what do we do now yeah 
And so you, there is like this like mild reversion because you kind of have to go back to a little bit of the person you were in yeah. order to like be around them. Mm-hmm. And then like, I know. <laughs> what do you do? And then you're like, we're not 21 yet. But yeah. like some of us have fake IDs and like. We're just going to like do all the things we did in high school. Yeah, we're going to drink beer at the beach. Also feels weird. Yeah, exactly. And like, obviously I'm grateful for your friendship, but like. I'm just outgrown this, yeah, you know? Totally. So she's she tells him, no, 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 I'm going back home. And then she like finally says what she feels again. Which yes. like I could get used to. I know. Except that yet again it's she's saying it to this to, person that we don't give a fuck about. Yeah, like to a man. Yeah. Not to Audrey, her supposed best friend. Mm-hmm. It's like the show is obsessed with not having friendship on screen. Right. You know? I do. Like it's like the only friendship moment we get in this whole episode is with Jack and Jen, which is why they've stood stood the test of time to be like the the friends. The friends of mm-hmm. the show, the the best friend soulmates of the yeah. show. Yeah. Because we actually get like these moments where they're talking about their feelings to each other and for each other yeah and acknowledging how in ways in which they know each other as friends i'm gonna have so much to say about that quite soon so she's like you know this year felt like a step forward and now it feels like i'm going two steps back and i'm like yeah girl that's what it feels like totally um do you i don't know if you remember i remember that goodbye at the end of freshman year being like really hard Uh like hard in a way that nobody tells you it's gonna be hard and like even packing up your room feels so hard even though living in the dorms is so fucking (laughs) shitty yeah totally (laughs) it sucks so bad totally you're like this uh the furniture is terrible the like you have to share a room. You're like, you, you have your bed like, was so high yeah, in the air. Yeah, I had air. like a bunk bed with yeah. like my desk underneath it, and yeah. like you know, and then the carpet's so gross, yeah. and like I don't know, like I mean, you know, obviously it is a, it's an experience. It's an experience, and like you know, yeah. maybe you know, just from where I grew up, I was like, I have my own room, my yeah. own space, yeah. like nice carpet, nice yeah. ass house, you know? So it was no, just like, mm, not here. Can't get, not here. get the fuck out of here. Also, do you remember you and I wrote letters to each other that summer? I don't. Oh yeah. We used to write letters to each other. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know if I still have them. Uh-huh. It, it does feel like something I would keep. So maybe they're somewhere yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. my like mom's totally. storage unit. But um, yeah, we used to write letters to each other. I remember coming back to Santa Cruz like really soon. You and I. Yeah, because we lived in that house together. Like a month or two before Mm -hmm. everyone else. I was like, I'm out of here. Fuck (laughs) this place. Because my brother didn't come back. Oh, right. He like had already gotten a job in Berkeley and he stayed up there. Yeah. And so So you were alone. Yeah. I was like, with your parents. Hell no. I think I was only there for like three weeks and was like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. Your boyfriend at the time came to visit you. I do remember you writing me a letter about that. Yes. (laughs) And I went to visit him too. So maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. (laughs) And then, yeah, you and I moved into that house way before anyone else Mm -hmm, did. mm Do you remember that first morning when the train walked went by and we yeah. thought there was an earthquake? Yes. <laughs> okay. More stories like that in season six. Um, so anyway, he's Wilder's like, I, I look forward to hearing about your stories in the fall. And I was like, did we think this man was coming back the next year? Like, that's wild to me. I just, I was really stuck on that line for a second. I mean, I think they've left the door open for every smug asshole to come back. Yeah. But, like, definitely not for Andy to come back. Right. You know? Um, because, totally. like, they left the door open for Drew for to Drew. come back, you know? Yeah. And, like, I don't know. But, like, Gretchen, they're like, nah, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll never mention that you exist again even though Thank she you. talks about moving to boston yeah, and getting yeah, yeah. a job like which totally could have happened totally in, you know, like why six. isn't joey friends with gretchen mm-hmm. anyway joey thanks him for more than she he could possibly or no joey thanks him and then he says i want to thank you for more than you could possibly imagine and i was just like i had this moment of like there is a less than zero chance that this man is about to go try to write a novel about a professional professor having an affair with a precocious young i mean all i could think is he's thanking her for not turning him in oh interesting that's interesting. That's all I could think. He's like, for more than you know. Yeah. I was thinking he was he was thanking her for, like, not having sex with him. Hmm. I mean. <laughs> same. That, same thing. A lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but I, but this is when I t- text messaged you about Wonder Boys was when I hit this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, this is definitely going to be some shitty novel that then I have to, like, mm-hmm. you know, like. Think at, about. Well, at that point in my life, was about to have to go sell to people. Like, <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, so we go to this restaurant, to the restaurant, and Alex just walks in and starts screaming at everyone. <laughs> It's like, uh, okay, so Alex, when she's introed, like, she's kind of wild, but, like, they've, like, double, like, escalated it to a level that, like, it isn't earned. <laughs> I agree with you entirely. Like, I don't know. Like, this storyline is stupid, so yes. whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, they've, like, they're like, okay, Alex is going to come in for the last three episodes. She For some reason, her and Pacey are going to, like, make out, and we're going to, like, loosely debate about it being sexual harassment, but then have it be Pacey's <laughs> desire, but right. not really get into the complicatedness of it still being sexual harassment, even if it is his mm-hmm, desire. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have her just be totally, totally Fucked. wild. So wild that it's, like... You're watching a different show. Like the- <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like what it's happens like, with her it like is- becomes Melrose Place is- all of a sudden. I know. <laughs> I would definitely at some point in this have that note of like Wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> When's Marsha Cross ris- ripping off her wig? I know. <laughs> like, that's what I'm looking for. It's so, like, it's I don't wild. know. Um, so, yeah, and Pacey walks in late, and she's like, you're late. And he's like, I'm four minutes late. Like, I think we'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, has this big speech about how they're closing for lunch tomorrow so that they can host the investors. <laughs> And she's like, based on this event, they're going to make a decision about, like, civilization opening another location in Philly. Isn't that the whole reason of the investors in the first place? Seemingly, yes. So, like, this storyline kind of doesn't make sense. I mean, this is not the part of the storyline that makes the least sense. (laughs) If you've got all my double negatives in there. Um, So, you know, she's like, it has to be perfect. And if anything goes wrong, it's my ass. And she starts diving into the menu that she wants to serve pate. And Pacey says this. She said foie gras. Foie gras. Okay. Same thing. Um, So Pacey's like, no can do. The geese want to fly south for the winter and won't be back till June. Those geese fly south for the winter. And I was like, Pacey. Well, isn't it the end of the school year? A. (laughs) B. Those geese that they like make foie gras or pate out of, like. They're not wild. No, those are in, they have to force feed them. I know, that's the whole point. That's the whole reason why California made it illegal. I know. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, like not important, but just like, (laughs) and, and then she like asks for his suggestions and he actually like lays out this like kind of great sounding meal, right? He has like, you know, it's like 
we see his uh, career growth in this scene where he has totally. like been able to understand how you create a meal and like you know and also his skill set of like oh I'm you can see he's like oh I'm good at making this so like we should do that and like this is what's fresh and blah 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 and also like a leadership his leadership skill because yeah. he's like this person makes this thing great mm-hmm. this person does really well with this like he knows the like strengths of all his all the chefs in the restaurant yeah. so that they can like make a really nice meal and yeah. it's like that's leadership on top of it like yeah. you do see like him really be mm-hmm. together and be like a great leader with yeah. them and but she's triggered at this yeah she's just like come into my office and you're like wait I thought you wanted him to make a menu right because the thing that I really hate about Alex's character I mean like besides everything (laughs) is that like she's seems really fucking bad at her job yeah like if you like walking into a restaurant like that and like being that mean like yes do I absolutely know what happens? Yeah, I've worked in a lot totally. of restaurants. I fucking know. But like also like she hasn't earned any respect. Like Well, it's like it, you would understand this conversation more if she actually did have a huge suggestion for the menu and then they were arguing about like the strengths of the kitchen, right, you know? Right. And like that would be more of a common like workplace argument of right. like why she's in this position of the like you know, the investors put her as like the, the person manager to turn around this place. You would see like, those are just different skill sets. And that's what happens a lot when it's like in, especially in restaurants where it's like the manager doesn't know what it's like to be in the kitchen. Right. You know, or the general manager doesn't know what it's like to be a server. So they like kind of bark orders at you and you're like, fuck off. You don't even know how to work the POS. You right. Know? Um, I do know. Yeah, I exactly. Do. I know a lot about that. So that would feel like a little bit more authentic, totally. but everything about her is like, she comes in, she fires people. She's wild. She sexually harasses. And she like, seems incompetent. And like, then she also has no idea like how to build a menu. Right. It's like, okay. And yeah. So then like when they go into her office, she's basically like, they stand really close to each yeah. other. First of all, I was like, woo. And then she's like, if you're going to behave like a toddler, like, and insist on testing my limits, you have to be prepared to reap the whirlwind. And then she says a line that we used to say to each other all the time. (laughs) We will tangle ass and you will lose. (laughs) What a great line. Definitely. Um, Also, reap the whirlwind is in my, my lexicon. Yeah, definitely. Pops out every once in a while. So... You know, he, she's just like it's, so fucking over the top. Like if you're going to I'm going to make your life so unpleasant, you'll mm-hmm. rue the day God created women like bitch. Calm down. OK, well, also, we don't know what happened. Also, who like, talks like that? I don't know. It feels like like I was like jarred. Totally. At how much she popped off on him for like saying the menu. Right. Like it, it, it felt like she was thinking it was insubordination. Or but, something, but like I didn't read it like that. Right, totally. So like it was kind of hard to understand like why she was yelling. Why she's being a fucking looney, looney tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we go to Dawson, who gets a call from like I think the agent. Yeah. And like we just hear this like one side of the conversation and are kind of with Oliver. Yeah, yeah. You know, Oliver's like in a corner of the library, like, ooh, Dawson, I'm spying on you. Over here. And then he like inches closer and closer, and Dawson's clearly like don't come near me. I don't fuck with you. Um, And and Dawson's super excited. Like you can tell the conversation was well, was a, it was good news that he received. 
And then Oliver just pops up right next to his face and is like, hey, Dawson. Yeah. What's going on? What's, What's going on? What's that called about? Yeah. I heard you say my name. And Dawson's like, I thought we weren't talking yeah. after that event in New York City. Right. And he's like, tell me what our agent said. And then Dawson's like, our agent? Mm. <laughs> like the one that i stuck around and got yeah. us like after you were totally wild and like i think dawson's being fair here sure but because we didn't get the recap when joey was like how did your meeting go and then he was like oliver's wild i don't know why i thought i could partner with him and i like kind of feel yeah. conflicted because like i also want to learn how to collaborate and like right, you know, right. we could like see a little bit more insight like i don't think dawson's wrong to be like i don't know if i can work with oliver totally but because it just like it's like choose your own adventure about what Dawson thinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're kind of like, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> but then like, I will say the like, you know, Dawson's like, you won't even admit that you were rude and left. And then Oliver apologizes. And that like, he was like, I get overwhelmed and behave that way, but I'm like really working on it. And I do like have a kind of soft spot for Oliver in this one way, which mm-hmm. is that to me, he feels coded neurodivergent. Totally. So he doesn't like, they never say it because God forbid they I would, know. you know, in a sh- <laughs> in ni- in 2002. But like, I don't know if he's like on the spectrum or has crippling social anxiety because yeah. of course none of this is really mentioned. It's just like, we're just supposed to think like Oliver's a weirdo. And like, instead yeah. of feeling any empathy or sympathy for this, or even like just caring of like, not even empathy or sympathy, but like just caring of like, Hey, how, like, how do you need to work with this? Yeah. Right. Like just some like, accommodation yeah like that's what i i totally agree with you that like oliver makes sense as a character like you get him you know like you understand why he behaved in all those ways and it's like it's not like even when he is like kind of an asshole you're not you don't feel about him the same way you feel about dawson because you're like oh he definitely there's a there's an issue here you know it just feels like he doesn't understand that like how hurtful what he's doing is exactly and like i actually in a way i actually have more sympathy for that because like i i feel like there's this way in which like and this is like going back to our conversation with jay from i think it started in season two maybe like three season three Mm -hmm. that like you know I think about all the time still. Mm -hmm. And like, I really feel like Oliver, there's a way in which I feel, I wish that that was the story. Mm -hmm. I wish that we like got more of that because I think that that's actually really interesting to be like, okay, how do I work with this person who I think is really talented and creative, Yeah, you know, like has a problem with endings, but writes a great script that I really liked and enjoyed and enjoyed Mm -hmm. and like seemingly enjoyed working with him on, Totally, yeah, you know? And then like, so how do we do this? Like, you know, just like, and very like logical realistic like what what accommodations need to be made so that we can work together in a way that works exactly like it's not hard no and like this is dawson's journey of being in film school is to learn how to collaborate you know and listen he's collaborate jen has produced more videos than anyone but he doesn't respect her opinion he doesn't think that she contributes anything yeah like he doesn't even think she really collaborates that's only joey joey is his muse you know even though we on screen we have seen jen work with him more as a producer totally then we have joey um and 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 kill it yeah exactly yeah kill it each and every time totally you know so learning how to collaborate is something that is dawson's goal even if it means collaborating with friends because he doesn't know that that's what he's doing when he his friends are working with him um yeah and like i don't know it's one of those things where like this is dawson's college friend 
And like, I like that because I like that of a college story of the friends that they meet in college, but like, you just want more. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And you know, Dawson then asks Oliver what his summer plans are. And then he's like, change them. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. So then we cut to Jack and Jen. They're at their same spot, coffee shop spot. Yeah. Um, they are that they were at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. They're talking about Fiji. Yeah. And it's like, again, they're friends again. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get a lot of conversation about it, but apparently so. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful for it, obviously. But you wish they could have had an actual and makeup like, scene. I feel like they definitely talked about it because we see them talk about so much. Yeah. But like, we didn't see it on screen. Yeah. We wish we could know? have seen it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, then they're like, Jack's like, okay, let's backpack through Europe. And Jen like, sounds like a 40 year old when she's like, have you ever been to a youth hostel? <laughs> Jack's like, have she, you? <laughs> she just sounds like her, like a rich person. that's like I'm gonna tell you what I think a youth hostel is and you're gonna have to believe that that's the truth you know Um, and like she's not a hundred percent wrong she's like there's no laundry that's that's wrong that's wrong but like you know the bathrooms are gross the mattresses suck no privacy I was like I mean that's pretty on point yeah but like that's why you do that when you're 19 yes and not when you're 40 yes (laughs) (laughs) totally definitely I have been there yeah we all have because you're like eight bucks Okay. All right. And then you get $8 worth of whatever thing you pay. That's how you learn the valuable lesson. You get what you pay for. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. So she's like, why do we have to have this like summer adventure? And I was like, I mean, I do have questions about that, but continue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jack's like, you know, Graham's has a more exciting life than us. And she's 76. (laughs) That happened quickly. (laughs) And then she's like, he's like, you know, and this year has been a wash in the moving forward department for us. And I was like, has it? That does not seem legit to me. I mean, they've gotten no storylines. So. <laughs> I mean, fair. fair. Uh, they, but they do seem like they've grown and changed. Like, Jen had a relationship with someone who was, like, nice and caring towards her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, Jack, like, I mean, just because you failed at something doesn't mean you moved forward. Just because, yeah. like, the frat was, like, a fucking disaster doesn't mean there wasn't forward movement. I mean, I, c- I completely agree with you and, like, the way that they're selling themselves. Like, it, Joey saying she's moved forward, I'm like, how? Have you? <laughs> In what ways? We're still Have talking you. about Dawson. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, uh, totally. What? You know? Um, yeah. This is, you're still being wild to Jen, you right. know? Um, so, like, totally. how have you moved forward? Uh, but, like, I, I agree that these two characters, for the smallest storylines, you know, that they've gotten, they have, like, kind of transformed, yeah. you know? Um, totally. And and Jen's just like, look, I just hated summer camp. This sounds like summer camp. Yeah. But for longer and farther away. But if I've got to do it with someone, I'm, I want it to be you. Yeah. Which is sweet. I like that. And then we go to the dorms where Audrey is like so over moving all her shit. Mm-hmm. And like seemingly they have, a, there's a storage place that they just go store all their shit in. Oh, is that a thing? Hell no, it's not a thing. Well, kidding? we don't know. Some schools, like, they make Maybe. you stay in the dorms, like, like all four years. All four years. Whew. Okay. So it would make sense to store it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That UC, the University of California is like, get your, get fucking your shit, shit out, out of here. Of immediately. Painting, cleaning. Yeah. yeah. 
Exactly. So we get like Joey going back for the last box and she like has a little moment with the dorm room mm-hmm. in the most 2002 outfit that's ever I been. I know. It's like <laughs> Those that little so sliver low. of of stomach under underbelly button yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god I not know. a good look um, yeah just like her underbelly button area yeah. and you're just like good don't yeah. do that yeah. please don't and like you know i think this scene would be more powerful if it book ended her moving into the right. dorms and we didn't get that we didn't get her we didn't get right. a meet cute with her and audrey right we didn't get all that stuff so like while the dorm room is a a a main place in the show we don't really like have that much memories there right in the way in which like a college student that lives in the dorms does right totally you know i agree with you so then we go to the restaurant where alex once again walks into the kitchen and just starts yelling at everyone yeah and And this rando person's being super nice to her and was like everything's gonna be fine yeah and she's so wild to him she calls him a simple little man and then is like what kind of an imbecile are you to think that placating me is going to make me hate you any less and i was like this lady's a fucking trip man it's like it's like dude his goal isn't that you hate him less it's just that we serve this meal it's not about him it's about you calming the fuck down right exactly so then she sees like i don't know some smudginess or something on the silverware and then accuses this other woman who's working in the kitchen of sneezing on it or something and everyone's calling her miss pearl yeah and she immediately fires this lady the server the server effective after the lunch and i was like bitch what hell no you fire me i'm walking out the door immediately and you best be giving my paycheck or you have to pay late fines exactly and then Pacey steps in and is like, you cannot fire her. Like, yeah. And she has a four year old. The dad bounced and um, she's, she's working, working three jobs. And it's like, hold up. Danny has a boat and like a fan or like a fancy ass apartment. Alex drives a Porsche yeah. and like the server is can't support themselves on this fancy ass job. American I mean, capitalism is a real nightmare. I know that to be true, but you're like, whoa. Yeah, take stock of that. Whoa. <laughs> exactly. And, and, Al- and Alex, true to a person that drives a Porsche, is like, I don't give a fuck. Well, my my one note for Pacey would be, I would have really liked the reasoning to be that this kitchen is made better by Marie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, by her incredible Maria, work. Maria, isn't it? I thought it was Marie, oh, okay. but it might be Maria. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, like. Because I couldn't, it felt racist to me. Oh, well, judging by this show, that's perfectly, I mean, reasonable to think. Uh Um, But my thing was just kind of like, you know, I kind of wish it was about her performance, but also I get it. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that we should be shifting the narrative of like people don't deserve something because of their trauma. (laughs) But also that like, like, it's like. Alex, you can't do that because you're going to ruin the morale of this company. Right. You know, and also you can't prove she sneezed on it. Right. And also, why don't you give her a, like, you know, warning before you fire people? You know, totally. like, is this the place you want to run this business? Um, and and Pacey says that he that Alex can't fire her because it would be irredeemable. And I was like, are, are you trying to like, is there like a narrative you're trying to give me that like, Alex is supposed to be some irredeemable character. I think so. Like that's like the the writers are just like writing their like mm-hmm. character breakdown of Alex into this script. Yeah. Is that what's happening? I think okay. so. Yeah. Just wondering. 
And I was like, Marie, girl, pour hollandaise on the silverware and walk out of the fucking restaurant. Like, get... <laughs> For real. Like, 100%. Yeah, yeah, You don't need that stress. I mean, like, obviously you need money, so whatever. But it's like, like the same conversation Audrey had where, like, Pacey's like, I can't quit or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Totally. But I do want to say you can get unemployment if you quit for a toxic workplace okay i mean usually you have to appeal or at least in california but like they'll give it to you yeah um good good note good mm-hmm. note so in capeside at dawson's house dawson is sanding the bottom of her rowboat for who knows what reason <laughs> and joey and audrey walk up and, <laughs> and it's like i kind of thought it was funny because like i know this show's filmed in wilmington but it was a little jarring to see audrey in dawson's backyard yeah, i was like whoa totally yeah <laughs> And then she's like, where's the bedroom? Yeah. She's like, I want to see where there's all these memories. And Uh like, I'm happy that Joey and Audrey are friends. But like, why couldn't we have seen them sharing these memories? A hundred percent. You know, because at least then we would have an understanding of like, how the fuck does Joey feel right now about Dawson? Well, and Joey's narrative in her mind about what her childhood with Dawson looked like or what her romance with Dawson looked like or what literally anything she's done with Dawson looked like. And like what capes looks like yeah and like you know to her and and you know and then we also could have at least gotten like the story we really needed of like her just telling why she's over pacey right so then dawson and joey like try to start talking at the same time mm-hmm. and he's like gonna tell her something about the summer yeah and she like wants to ask a favor and he's like she just like goes ahead of him. like he's like no 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 go ahead and she's like can you just like hang out with Audrey for a little bit because like I want to go see my dad and then yeah. we get a mention of Joey being mugged I had forgotten that it happened because yeah. she was like you know I wanted like I've been thinking since I got mugged that I want to see him and just yeah. tell him some things and ask him some things and I was like look so glad we've gotten like what three references to this I know not worth an entire episode but, I totally, I mean, duh, yeah, obviously. Obviously. But, like, you're like, okay, she said she's been thinking about it, and that is what the episode wanted us to believe. Right. But, like, why couldn't we have her thinking about it instead of, why are you trying to make Charlie happen? Well, or, or, like, is it that she's, like, Charlie is her acting out because... Yeah, and, like, don't you wish, then, if that was the case, we could have had, it like what the show always does is people talking about their feelings to total strange men that we don't give a fuck about. <laughs> so she's like telling Charlie about like what it, like how much she's been thinking about her dad and all this yeah. stuff. So at least we could have like an understanding of like, they didn't even fuck. They just talked the whole time. She didn't talk to him about this. Totally. Like what is she thinking about her dad? No idea. <laughs> like she's like, I've been thinking about my dad and you're like, I know, but like you're, from what we know about you, you're always thinking about your dad. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it it's a real trigger for you that your dad's in jail. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. but like it is. So like that leads us to believe you're always thinking about your dad. Right. So what new thing are you thinking about? <laughs> what is specific that you're thinking that triggered you in this moment? Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I do know. <laughs> so we, then we go to Jen and Jack who are walking into Grams's kitchen and they're like, have this great, like we, okay, we finally did it conversation. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about like, he wants, he's oh. like, do you want me to go with you? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh no, I want to go alone, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
sorry I, I skipped over my note on that um but yeah so like jack and jen like have this like we finally did it conversation mm-hmm. and there's just so entertaining it's, so it's like a back and forth like there's like a pitter patter mm-hmm. like you know kind of yeah. dialogue and they're like we, we're gonna go to costa rica yeah this is where we're going <laughs> they're telling grams yeah in the uh-huh. kitchen and it's yeah. just like so cute you know super great and they're like we're gonna have an adventure if we're gonna have an adventure we're gonna have an adventure <laughs> and jen's like might be a mistake we might leave after a week but from now on whenever costa rica comes up we'll be able to say good old costa i spent some time there which makes me laugh every time i know <laughs> it's like when someone says like good old cali and you're like <laughs> you know yes you spent a week here yeah we or like we frisco you know oh my god <laughs> if you call it frisco to my face i will oh my never god speak with you yeah again. <laughs> um so i also costa rica is great you should go yeah I've been there. Um, so Grams is like, oof, oof. So not to bring this party down, mm. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. <laughs> I just talked to your parents, Jen, uh, mm-hmm. and they bought a house in East Hampton mm-hmm. and they'd really love you to spend the summer with them. And I could spend an entire podcast episode discussing Jack's face mm-hmm. when he hears this. Cause like it just says everything. It drops his head down. He understands immediately what a huge thing this is for his friend. And he's mm-hmm. like heartbroken for her for like 10 different reasons. And yeah. you see it all mm-hmm. in half a second without him saying one thing. God, they're so good together. They're so good together. And Jack, like Kerr Smith is a really good actor Agreed. and like, he's funny and like all Agreed. this stuff. And like, every time you're on screen, you're like, this is the best storyline of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> like why don't why doesn't anyone like, else seem to realize crying that? <laughs> on the hundredth episode about like his trauma and how he's feeling about college yeah. you're like yeah i feel seen <laughs> that's my experience you know yeah, like totally. oh my god he's totally. like happy and then crying and then just like all over <laughs> yeah. the place it's like yeah so college good. was really all over the yeah. place your emotions aren't totally stabilized yeah yeah so and you know Jen's Demeter just falls immediately too and they you know yeah and then we we cut back to the restaurant yeah and Alex is announcing the first course to the investors and it doesn't come out (laughs) she like claps she snaps and she's like clapping and snapping and you're like you're wild lady this is so wild also that fucking her fucking costume doesn't fit her like her Mm. jacket sleeves are too long and it like bugged the shit out of me for how rich they're portraying her I know totally totally. doesn't make sense totally and she goes into the kitchen and and it's weird that she's all on like she has to do this event all by herself for how many investors there are like you know like a lot is on the table writing on the table for this sure but you know i think she's the only woman at the table so (laughs) um so and not a was it was it all white people i think so i think so too um so it turns out pacey like she goes into the kitchen and no one's doing anything and she's like and there's no food and she's like what the fuck where's the food and then like pacey dropped it off at a homeless shelter which like funny rack it's, of rack of lamb on a bed of polenta just kind of, it's so which weird. i think be, I, i'm not saying i'm not saying that that's like homeless people don't also deserve meals like that i'm just saying that's funny to think about that like all like a bunch of like a dozen like yeah. prepared well it, it's just also like that's such like a a rich person narrative yeah where like so you're just gonna go drop off pre-made like Food. food that needs to be eaten pretty quickly yeah and like that's not like from a like you yeah. know from the 
nonprofit standpoint, it's hard to then have to like turn that around, deliver that onto like, you know, the, it, that, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where you just like functionally don't understand how um, right. processes Food work. preparation works <laughs> yeah. in a place like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 That's what I was trying to say. I mean, too. it's like ultimately yeah. like, and I don't know, but you would imagine what would really happen is the staff would eat that meal. Right. Totally. But like the people like pay supposed to be like, I gave it to a homeless, you know, shelter yeah, yeah. and you're like, whatever. Okay. I don't know. It's fine, but it's yeah, so totally. weird. So, you know, Alex starts freaking out and Marie like sneezes on the silverware to just, or yeah, Maria, like whatever purpose. her name is. Yeah. yeah. And like, and then PC walks in with a stack of pizzas mm-hmm. and is like telling the board, like, Basically, like, this is a he coup. He pulls out a letter and he reads it. And he's like, I've been elected in charge, which I guess is a callback to when he, like, yeah. Alex first gets there, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he's like, you know, hiring the board, the Alex, he tells the board, hiring Alex was a grievous error in judgment. And, like, she's made this working environment so toxic that they can't make, we can't make you a lunch that's, like, up to snuff with mm-hmm. what we're normally doing. So I brought pizza so that you guys don't go hungry. Mm-hmm. And see, this is where this is where I'm so frustrated because Alex starts saying that Pacey is seriously disturbed and crazy Mm -hmm. and like is has a thing for her and she didn't reciprocate and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is literally a story that plays out to women, like for women all Mm -hmm. the time where like a woman brings up a complaint and then is like called crazy and seriously Mm -hmm. disturbed and like, oh, she had a thing for me and Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And I'm like, you could have, that was, it's so interesting to flip that narrative on yeah. its head and like do it right. Yeah. But instead you did this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I keep going back to the Andy mental health storyline that like, yeah, when you watch it in 2021 is like clunky and like some of it's like, what the fuck are you doing? But yeah. like, it was really, it was such a breakthrough in like totally. talking about mental health and teen mental health. And I was like, you had the opportunity, like you seem to know that that's what you should be doing mm-hmm. and you can't help making this Melrose place. I know. Yeah. And if it's going to be Melrose place, make it Melrose place, you know, but like yeah. having this one fucking wild as shit storyline going on where everything else is like kind of normal level drama is like, it's so jarring through the whole well, thing. And especially since like Pacey seems to be like excelling and also like in a way like right. quote doing the right thing, right? which like is, it's not fair to a 19 year old that is workforce bound because like you wouldn't be knowing what to do. You wouldn't be right. able to come up with like the, you know, like, well, we're going to gonna fucking have a coup later right, unite, right. you know? Yeah. Like, um, and like, so that also feels like a disservice to the audience, you yeah. know, because like you're told like, well, this is what you would do in a toxic workplace if you didn't <laughs> go to college, you know? And like, it, it is unbelievable because yeah. like in the last episode we get Pacey being like, I can't, I need a job. I can't even afford. Yeah. Like, like I'm living at Danny's apartment. Yeah. Like I'm homeless. I need a job. I yeah. can't just quit, which, and we've already seen in this episode, the stakes for at least one of the servers. Sure. So like it, 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 it just like, it's unrealistic. Yeah. Which, like, Dawson's Creek is unrealistic, but in a way that, like, is actually bad, you know? Well, totally. And, like, my note was, like, you know, Dawson's Creek, when it aired, first aired, was kind of this mix of, like, 90210 soapiness and my so-called life gritty reality, right? Mm-hmm. It was kind of in between, where it was, right. like, not so soapy as 90210. Not as gritty. Not as gritty and real as my so-called life. It, it lived somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, we're, like... 
in i mean that's this storyline is pure well that's the only thing that's weird though i mean that's what happens is also season two at the end we're like it's so all of a sudden joey's wearing a wire and you're like what What? show is this (laughs) what are we watching you know and it's like this is the only storyline where we're like joey wearing a wire storyline going on here you know and like it's one of those things where like the show when it's at its best is when you feel like this what you're watching happened to one of the writers yeah and like what we're seeing now i think like maybe part of it happened to one of the writers but like the extremeness and everything and then what like happens as the storyline plays out you're like this didn't no this isn't rooted in in authenticity yeah totally and so the like so but also this woman is behaving so wild and mm -hmm. like i'm like can we just get past this women are crazy trope like Mm -hmm. it's not that women don't behave crazy women in power are gonna be bad leaders right exactly like and like i just don't know what alex's motivations are like what Mm -hmm. is she trying to achieve here you know like what is her role even within this company or this group of investors we don't know know? anything yeah Yeah. like where is her backstory totally and so you know pacey like the staff backs pacey up in Mm -hmm. his like thing and then alex like yells that pacey's fired and he's like yeah got it he goes reap the whirlwind babe (laughs) and he shoves pizza in his mouth anyway wish that storyline was better um so then we go to the prison speaking of wishing a storyline was better yeah <laughs> we Ooh. go to the prison and joey tells the guard she that- go- it's like the same as last time yeah. where there's like a guard out front but like you can see the like people on the yard yeah i don't know it's like it's whatever i've never been to a prison really so i can't really speak yeah for, like, what the setup is but it looks bizarre to me yeah yeah um and she's looking for Mike Potter and the guard's like, oh, he was released four months well, ago. The guard knows that. I mean. the what, Like, it's not like a guard on the yard. It's like a guard in a, like, guard stand. stand that, like, stops cars from coming in. I mean, I guess, like, if you want to really think it through, like, they probably switch all that stuff up. No way. Because it's different protocols. Oh, really? I would think that they, like at least switch like rotated through i mean someone would have to know like to be in the guard station like what the process is. on orange is the new black they all do different things (laughs) which is the the closest that i know to prison Uh yeah they all do they all do rotate through different the different areas even the outside Mm -hmm. Hmm. yeah that doesn't make sense from a business standpoint because you need to be trained all the different protocols I mean, Aaron, I don't run a prison, so I don't know. (laughs) Um, So anyway, the guy's like, he was paroled for good behavior. And she's just like stunned. I mean, can they give that information out? Absolutely not. (laughs) I mean, I know it's public record. So like, you know, she could find it out on her own. And like, you know, maybe he could. But like, it's super weird. And also to know the timeline, too. It's like how many people are in this prison no totally and she's like well you know can we contact a parole officer or something and the guard's just like no like he gets to tell you you know like it's his choice they're like she's like why didn't they tell me yeah and he's like well he's an adult you know yeah he doesn't have to um and then then (laughs) then he tells her where he's like i heard you're d- oh, cause she tells him like, he's my dad mm-hmm. and whatever. And he's like, well, you know, your dad seems like a decent guy. And I heard he was working at the five and diamond Centerville. But if anyone asked, I didn't say that. <laughs> I was like, I think you could lose your job. I mean, not that I think there's much oversight over prison, um, 
prison guards. I think that's a similar problem to police. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, theoretically, you should be able to lose your job. I mean, like, like, again, I do think this stuff is public record. Yeah. You know, Um, so like, I don't know. That's like kind of a gray area. (laughs) Yeah. But like. You know, anyways, it's super bizarre because also it's weird storytelling because like he, like I don't believe in the carceral system. However, he had all that cocaine and he goes to jail for only three years. But did he have powder cocaine? Two and a half years when he had a prior drug conviction. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know any. I don't know any of the things. I mean, a prior drug conviction would then lead to like a mandatory minimum. Yeah, probably. Um, and then. Although powdered cocaine mandatory minimums are lower than crack cocaine. But it was so much. Yeah. Like it definitely is like trafficking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's like not possession. Um, And then on top of that, like it's a weird storytelling just to for society to be like, oh, yeah, he got a job really easily. Right. No, totally. And I mean, it's a weird storytelling even within the context of this show. Yeah, we see Joey's reaction. And like, I remember watching this and being like, my soul dropped yeah like they're like he's out, she's like he's out of jail and like she like you know and I don't want to tell people how to behave especially around their parents but like what like she has kind of like a reaction that like I don't think is within her character mm. because like in the first like the last time we're in this location she's like sobbing asking if he loves her yeah you know and so like we know her relationship with her dad is pretty fraught but like to have her dad like leave her to go to prison and then like get out and not tell her like I just a lot I just can't believe and like you know I this isn't my experience so like I you know I could be totally wrong but like I just can't believe that like that wouldn't be like soul crushing to her yeah I mean I guess for me I can see as a person who um, is pretty good at shoving emotions down pretty far, um, only to have them bubble up in weird ways later. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see her not wanting to react emotionally to the in front of this stranger. Like, I mean, definitely. But then, Joe, like Katie Holmes, just needs to be a better actor. Like, you know, we need to like. I'm not. Even, I'm not, I'm not like, saying you would still see it on her face. Yeah, totally, totally. Because or I do- see it later. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, well, let's get to that. Because Audrey and Dawson, we see them walking through Cape Side. We go back to Cape Side. Yeah, and we're and like, it's interesting because we're here. Dawson is choosing this moment to tell a story about Pacey. Yeah. And, like, you're like, are they friends? Right. I mean, s- seemingly yes and seemingly no. Right. right. Like Because, you know, at the beginning of the season, they were Pacey friendly. didn't even know if he should go to Mitch's funeral because things were that bad between right. them. Also, Pacey is choosing to be homeless so he so he doesn't live with Dawson. Right. Because they keep telling him, go to Graham's. And he's like, I'm not no, doing I'm that. I'm not doing that. I mean, he doesn't outright say it's because of Dawson. But, like, that's what we all think, right? I mean, I don't know. There's a part of me that thinks that it's just there's too many people at Graham's. <laughs> but, right. But he had but, four siblings, three siblings. Yeah, you that's know? true. That's true. So, you know, but, like, Dawson's just talking up Pacey. Like, and, yeah. like, tells her this story about, like. Christy Livingston. Living- <laughs> yeah. yeah. I and, love how they keep bringing that character Christy back. Living- yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't the last time we'll hear that name no it's not and like you know Audrey he tells a story and Audrey's kind of like why are you telling me this Mm -hmm. and you know Dawson kind of stands up for Pacey and Mm -hmm. talks him up to Audrey and he's like you know basically like Pacey doesn't give up hope on stuff and Mm -hmm. like he's actually like a really good guy Mm -hmm. 
And then he tells Audrey that he's coming to L.A. for the summer. And it's so sweet because, like, yeah. you know, in the second episode of the season, we see just the two of them hang out. Yeah. And you love it's it. Nice. It's nice. Yeah. Like, I think that they're really good, authentic friends. The same. And it's such a missed opportunity of a pairing. And I think that's a, a another highlight of the way in which this show is worse because they don't focus on friendship right. and they don't throw two characters together like even when we see audrey and jack together on screen very minimally we're like awesome and you audrey know? and jen yeah and jack and you know dawson on screen you're like yes more of this yeah. you know and so because we don't get this more like ensemble friendship group we were worse for it i agree because you know dawson's like i might need a place to crash and audrey's like, like oh my god you're so staying with excited me, obviously she's like fuck yeah like i'm gonna have one of my new friends to hang out with yeah. so I don't have to hang out with my friends from high school yeah, and totally. like have weird shit like you know that I don't want to you know get yeah. into yeah and, and she's kind of like have you told Joey yeah and his face they, he doesn't answer but his face clearly says no mm-hmm. have not yeah so then we're supposed to get a stellar music cue <laughs> no, it's so that obvious that it's like the wrong song yeah we're supposed to get Baba O'Reilly by yeah. the, the Who which yeah. some people might know as Teenage Wasteland exactly. that's the yeah. lyrics but it's yeah. called Baba O'Reilly um, and it's the best song. It's one of the best songs to rock out to ever written. And Jen is rocking out to it. Yeah. She's just standing on a chair. Like, whoo. Yeah. Like, like she's like jumping from it. couch to chair and just like jumping around. Totally. And like, I don't know. It's, it's one, it's like a little glimpse into the, this home life and how and this fun part of Jen, everyone wishes they could have had that. Yeah. You know? Totally. Um, and Jack walks in and like turns down the radio and is kind of like, what are, what's, what's happening in front what of me? What is this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, look, like when my parents get brought up, like I have this habit of falling apart. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to go to the library and like cancel our plane tickets. I think we can still get a full refund. Mm-hmm. And Jen's like, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Don't do that yet. And he's like, no, you're going to spend the summer with your parents. Like, I'm, I'm not going to Costa Rica alone. And yeah. she's like, no, I don't know if I'm going to or not. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of ways, like, I'd rather spend it with you. Mm-hmm. And Jack's like, dude, like, I know we said all that shit about, like, grabbing life by the balls when we're young. Yeah. But, like, we have so much time. And this phone call has been five years coming. And, Ugh. like... My God. He's like, don't you have to see it through? I know. Because it's kind of like the end of second season yeah. where he like finds her at the bus station. Yeah. And, and like, like holds her hand and walks yeah, her to his house. Yeah. yeah. And so he knows how much she's been waiting for this call. Totally. And like she Jen says something then that I'm like really on board with. And mm-hmm. she's like, you know, my parents with my relationships just doesn't get to just stop and start at their convenience. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Or my relationship with my parents. Did I say that wrong? Um, And she's like, you know, I just feel like I'm doing really well right now. And if I die back in, like, I might not be doing as well. Yeah. So, like, I just need to think about this. Totally. And he's like, okay, like, can I do something? And she was like, turn the fucking music back up. I need to. (laughs) This is how I think. (laughs) And he's like, okay. Oh, it's so good. My heart. These two. They're so great together. Like, friends. Like, come on. You know? It's just like. These are the moments you wish we got more of. And, like, then we would be on board with, like, what the friendship of Dawson and Joey means, you know? Like, what is this? Or, like, we also, we could, like, we even with Audrey and Joey, like, can we just get more of that? Because, like, that's, like, 
it doesn't make sense to the college experience, you know, like, and transitioning a show from high school to college is hard, like I've said, because the college experience is so different, Yeah, you know, and again, not everyone goes to college, like, right. only a third of Americans have a college degree, sure. so two thirds don't, so, you know, you can do the math on how many people went to college, Yeah, um, and, and so, like, one thing that is universal about that experience is your friends. Mm-hmm. So, like, the one thing that's universal they can't even, like, get on board with, where right. you have, like, those late-night conversations where you're eating cereal, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, at this time, don't eat Kellogg's, but, like, you Please know? don't, yeah. Um, but, like, also that you're, like, not only that, but it's, like, the show clearly knew how to do a friendship. Mm-hmm. Like, they look, we have one. Totally. That's great that we love to watch. We don't have enough of it, but like, but so why is it so hard for everyone else? Totally. And it's a friendship with drama too. Totally. They don't always get along. So like, yeah, you can still have the drama with a friendship. Totally. A hundred percent. So then we go back to civilization. Pacey's waiting outside and she's like, it's so wild. Alex is like, is he there? I have no idea. Well, okay. He's going to tell us why he's there. I, I don't think that this it's is... It's so weird. She's like, are you here to glow? And he's like, no. And she's like an asshole. And he's like, okay, I'm out of here. He's like, never know? mind. And um, he's like, look, I came back because, like, sometimes I just wonder about things, you know? And, like, she kind of says to him, like, are you trying to save me? Yeah. And so we see, like, this is maybe Pacey's storyline for the season. <laughs> this, like, savior complex being completely, like, blown up. Yeah, or ex- at least examined. Yeah. I mean, but is it being examined? No. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's like, you know, how basically, like, how does someone become this mean? Yeah, like, like people aren't born mean. Right. And, sh- and, yeah, and he's like, I'm just curious, like, you know, I'm not trying to save you. I'm just curious. And she's like, you know, I think people get what they, what, They're you know, what they ask to. for. And you prove that today. Yeah. And then they go to say goodbye and like, they say goodbye to each other and she leaves and like Pacey's car won't start. Yeah. And then Alex drives, but drives up to him in a Porsche. Yeah. So again, she drives a Porsche, but one of her servers has to work three jobs to make ends meet. Mm. Sounds like a restaurant you shouldn't fucking eat at. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) And she's like, she keeps trying to convince him to get in so she can give him a ride home. And then he finally does. So Why? Like, it's just like. No idea. She's like, you can't walk home. I'm like, you live in Boston. It has actual great public transit. Or like, it doesn't matter. His car won't start. So either way, he has to call AAA or like a tow or whatever Whatever service he has. Like, you know, so like, what? do know. What is going on? You mm-hmm. know, like take care of your car. A hundred percent. That is parked on a street with no other cars by it. Right. In LA, that in means Boston. you're on a, yeah. If that you're parked on a cleaning, that means street cleaning. You're, you're about to get a ticket. A ticket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we go then to the B&B, the Potter B&B and Joey's in the kitchen. And we see Bessie. Bessie's here. When yeah. The last time we saw her. Was she at Mitch's funeral? Yeah, but also we saw her like that winter break when like Pacey picks up Joey early. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. She's like, bye, (laughs) Bess. See ya. (laughs) So I don't know. Like it's 
he she's like it's isn't it weird that he's been out for four months and we haven't heard from him and like Bessie's like a little bit more understanding about where their yeah, you father's... kind of get the vibe like maybe she knows you know like yeah, you're kind of like, like wondering if like maybe she knows or like you know and also she just has a different relationship with her father yeah you know totally. but it, it also doesn't make sense for Bessie either because last time the dad came out she was like yeah we're starting a new business we're gonna be caterers like her, you could see her relationship with her dad was like more trusting yeah and like she was more willing to like let him in her life in a way in which we didn't see from Joey like last time he came yeah. back you know and, and maybe she's grown since then but it's well weird. also she started a business that has nothing to do with him or mm-hmm. you know like that he had no part in well I don't think she would want him to join the business after like it failed but I just think the way in which she accepted him back into her life was so quick no totally but that's what I'm saying is that like now she has this thing that he didn't even have a hand in like at least Mm -hmm. he had a hand in the ice house so she was like come back and like you Mm -hmm. know this and now she's like I think like it feels like a little more like I don't know about that like right yeah yeah. you know and you know Joey's like we're supposed to help him though and Bessie's like well give him time I mean like it's hard because like a lot of this narrative just falls apart because like that means joey never called him yeah or like wrote him letters or like checked in on him and like she i don't think she has to but like to have her feel this way when you're like well if he's been gone for four months from prison like you haven't like checked in with him in In at least four months you know um so it's what kind of message is he getting or also like why are you feeling this way yeah you know what I mean? Like, and she's allowed to feel however she wants to feel about her dad abandoning her. But like, why is she feeling this way? So we could understand it because like, as someone who doesn't know anyone who's gone to jail or has doesn't, prison, yeah. you know, prison and like, you know, doesn't know what it's like to have your father not in your life. Uh, this is like so devastating to me right. like, what happens. But like, I don't know how she like, how does she feel? Because all I can see is how I would feel. And that it's like, it's like I was telling my friend that like uh I know someone who had to do like a divorce Thanksgiving where they did two different days or whatever and I was like I just would never do that I'd be like I've got one day for y'all you you two need to make your lives where you can (laughs) you know and I was like of course I'm saying that because my parents are married you know like me being a brat about those things is a result of my experience right totally um and so like you have to understand that when your friends are like no I've got to do Saturday with my dad and mm-hmm. you know Thursday with my mom and I'm just like you don't have to do anything that's so ridiculous well those are choices but also like okay so you know sometimes we make choices about particularly about family things like that yeah. where like you're like is it something that I really want to do <laughs> is it something that I'm going to do because I know it means something right. to people then yeah so, yeah yeah no exactly you know. and, the, and it's like for me hard to understand where people are coming from in certain situations obviously much vice versa towards me you know um and so like because this situation is like it is like a like it's hard to relate to which is why it can be a good storyline of joey's dad being gone in in jail or prison it's like we should be seeing these stories you know but like we don't see the story yeah, I mean, that's that's a theme. Variations mm-hmm. on a theme. Yeah. And, I mean, literally my next note in all caps is, why don't we get more of this? Because mm-hmm. Audrey is like, he's probably afraid of hurting you guys. And, like, Joey's like, what if he hates me? Like, if someone sent me to jail, I wouldn't be rushing back to see them. And I'm like, 
more. I know. I want more of that. Like, this is what we've been fucking begging for. Yeah, like, we and should like, have had this storyline at the beginning of season three. A hundred percent. You know, like, her total confliction about sending her dad to jail and what that meant to her. Because, right, because, like, Joey worrying that her dad hates her because she sent him to prison is fascinating. Yeah, because we and already like, know she worries he doesn't love her. Right. And also, I mean, you know what else is fascinating? Just to throw it out there, Joey remembering that Dawson is the reason that she had to do all that yeah, shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and Audrey's like... But she has shaky memories I mean, of her dad clearly. being in jail. We're going to see it in this scene. Because like, Audrey's like, he doesn't hate you. Like, he probably just doesn't want you to be ashamed of him. And, like, she says, you know, it was hard for me to even find the courage to go. And now, like, this. Mm-hmm. And Audrey's like, yeah. And after what happened last time, it's, like, your call whether you want him back into your life. So, again, to your point, Audrey clearly knows what happened what happened or what joey told her happened but like and that would have been so nice to see her sort of tell audrey mm-hmm. that and like see and like i think the thing that we're getting at with this with like constantly saying this mm-hmm. is like hearing how joey's narrative goes like that's a really interesting thing mm-hmm. hearing how someone else explains something is like really interesting even yeah. when like we've seen it play out but like what's her story yeah no i mean it's like it, Jen says like I get messy when my parents are in my life yeah she just says one line and we're like totally Uh right there with you yeah totally (laughs) I totally know what you mean you know and she's like I just need to think about it yeah and you're like I know why I Uh got it okay Uh I see right where you are yeah yeah um instead of like if the next scene with Jen and Jack had been like I'm not gonna do it and you'd be like I mean okay but like this is what makes it better seeing her explain herself and everything, you know, a hundred percent. And, and then Joey has a little growth moment where she looks at Audrey and apologizes for ditching her. Yeah. And she's like, did you have a good day with Dawson? Like, yeah. You know, and Audrey's like, Oh yeah. I love Dawson. (laughs) That boy's a gem. Yeah. Okay. And Audrey tells her that like, you know, Dawson would do anything for you, Joe. Right. Yeah. And And so then Joey's going to have this memory Uh that like, are you fucking kidding me? Uh Oh my God. Like, she's like, yeah, last time I visited my dad um, in jail, Dawson went with me. Nope. That's not true. Pacey went with her the last time. I mean, last time you tried to visit your, so yes, the last time you tried to visit your dad because like. During visiting hours. This time you tried and you didn't succeed. So the last time you tried and didn't succeed. If that's the correlation we're making, you are accurate. (laughs) But she's like, last time I visited my dad in jail, Dawson went with me. And it's like, he knew I just needed him to be there with me. And I'm like, I don't quite remember it like that. In fact, you know what I do remember is you telling Pacey how you felt about visiting your dad. You you shared your feelings, Mm -hmm. which is something we don't see from Josephine Potter, obviously. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we've just said, record, go back, um, you know, two minutes. And like he... (laughs) Pacey drops everything and drives you to go see your dad and pays for the gas money and uh, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and facilitates you actually Steals being able your, to his dad's see car. and facilitates you actually being able to yeah, visit your dad an officer yeah um what is going on here like come on writer don't do this to us I know like we all know that scene like it's the most iconic 
Like it's such an iconic scene from season one. Her crying, "Do you love me?" You know, and Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. We all know that we're like Pacey bribed like twenty dollars. Like even at the time, you're like, "This is ridiculous." But we all remember that, yeah. And we remember even more after season three. Yeah. After they're together, we're like, "Oh no, he always was there for her." Yeah. And so, like, again, like Dawson did go. To, no one's saying he didn't. But like, it's such an erasure. I agree with you. In a way that's like. It negates all of these storylines. Yeah, I agree with you. And Joey's like, you know, um, or oh, Audrey says then, you know, oh, like nothing's changed. And she gives us the news that we've been dying to hear. Yeah. She's like, he drove all the way to, from New York to Florida to see you like three weeks ago. Which, first of all, I have questions about that timeline, but that's yeah, spring, spring break. break. <laughs> okay. But whatever. Let that slide. I know. And, and then, so then so we're like, like, Joey didn't know that he came to Florida. So did Jen know? I do think that there's, I read something, a snippet of something somewhere that there's a deleted scene that she sees Oliver asleep on the floor. Mm. Like she comes down and sees Oliver asleep on the floor oh in God. some deleted scene. That's so horrific. But like, I don't know. That's that. I mean, but in so in her storyline in the hundredth episode <laughs> is being sick the whole time and then seeing her boyfriend who just they just broke up like go back to the girl that's always been in the way of their relationship yes god that's so fucked up <laughs> but like in canon the show we don't know we, we don't, don't know. have an answer yeah mm-hmm. and joey's stunned and like rightfully yeah that this is, is like that's stunning it's stunning yeah. you know yeah um and and then like like i said before it just doesn't make sense that this grand gesture like uh, fine Dawson can do that whatever but then when Charlie and Joey do break up yeah like why didn't he do a grand gesture then when the timing was right I mean you know what I, I mean I have no idea yeah I don't like, know what why the like what are is. we supposed to think about this like that they're not talking about it that he like she, she hasn't told him anything about Charlie and he's not asking I mean it's like all you can think like for all I think is that he was like oh she fucked someone else so like I'm not gonna be with her yeah I don't you know, know? I don't know because like, I mean, that's a, that's a perfectly reasonable thought. I don't know because like we don't have any fucking information. Yeah. So we go to this car and I was like, I, as soon as we went into the car, I was like, oh God, this scene. <laughs> so <laughs> ridiculous. Welcome to Melrose Creek. Oh um, my y'all. God. Yeah. Because Pacey's like, what's next for you, Alex? You know? And she's like, well, I'm going to wake up and try to find a new job, but not in food service. And then like, she, he, you know, they have this back and forth where he's she's, like, I'm not going to like classes bullshit yeah. where she's like, not going to be able to find a job again. And you're like, well, I mean, we actually don't know what your qualifications are for this job. So like, <laughs> on the other hand, you're sitting next to someone who had no qualifications, but somehow is the head chef at a fancy restaurant. Now. So like, I don't know. I think, and you're driving a fucking Porsche. I think things are going to work out. Things are going to be fine. And then she starts being fat phobic. She gets so fat phobic. And shaming homeless people. I and, know. Like, and speeding. Yeah. <laughs> So. And we're going to get like a dramatic scene where she like presses the gas pedal and like we get the I don't know like you're just like there's supposed to be a tension here like however like there's no way we would have believed that Pacey died. Right. So like the tension doesn't really exist. Right. Because she's like ranting. At one point she starts talking about how she's going to start ranting about Oliver, Oliver North and Iran Contra. And I was like, you absolutely should because that was bullshit. Yeah. And then, she, yeah, we get a shot of the gas pedal. And I just want to note, just like for anyone out here who cares, I care. 
She's driving a Porsche that's an automatic. Uh-huh. If you're going to buy a Porsche, buy a Porsche. I know. Totally. A fucking sports car should be a stick shift. I know. It's so weird. Oh, my fucking God. And she's like going 70, It's not even that fast. It's but so like funny. she's on, she is on a on surface street. On streets. Yeah, so, yeah, totally. And like, I remember distinctly watching this yeah. <laughs> in your dorm room. Yeah. And being like what's happening like right what now? are we watching yeah i remember us looking around like i mean i'm drunk but i'm not that drunk <laughs> i mean all i could think was alex was gonna die yeah. and we were gonna see like a really horrific car crash car crash but she dies and then pacey walks away like yeah. with a broken finger or something you know totally. but it, it's like it, but you're like well i don't care because like i don't think like I don't feel redemption about like shitty people being shitty and then dying, you know. Like no, that's, that's just not like a redemption a thing, story, yeah. you know. Um, totally from like a storytelling standpoint. So you don't give a fuck. But that's not the story. No, here. the she music just starts like, getting tense. Yeah, she just keeps going fast, and then Pacey decides like, okay, the thing that I'm gonna do is match her crazy. Yeah, and her he's wild. Like, he, yeah, he. Oh, sorry, her wild. You're right. Um, and he like hits. He's like, 80 miles an hour is so slow. This is the speed my grandmother drives home from the gynecologist at. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. And And then he, like, takes off his seatbelt. He starts, like, kissing her neck and being like, come on, let's, like, whatever. Like, let's do it. And they actually, like, skid out, kind of. Yeah, so they are going and she's kissing his neck. Oh, yeah. He's kissing her neck. And then they see like a car pull in front of them. And so she like goes to swerve and spin around it. And like he doesn't have a seatbelt on. There's no way like he's He's unscathed. Okay. In this situation. Mm -hmm. But then like. And also that the airbags don't deploy. Yeah. For how much they're swerving. They skid out and like just stop in the street and skid out. And then he gets out of the car. And walks around the front of it, which I was like, bitch, do not walk around the front of that car. And then he like gets her out of the car. Yeah. No one's hurt. They're just a little shaken. What? What was that? I don't know. Why did that happen? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's like they didn't have quite the budget to make there actually be a car crash, you know? So like, fine. Okay. But like, then what was the point of this? No, you could have changed that 100%. (laughs) So then we go to Dawson's room. Mm Mm-hmm. Dawson's on his bed with his shoes on like a fucking monster. <laughs> These fucking freaks. What the fuck? Freaks. <laughs> and Joey walks in and he's like, oh my God, like how to go with your dad. Yeah. And then like, she's like, I kind of don't know. And she tells him what happened. Yeah. And he's like, wow, that's like a real shock, but it's kind of understandable when you think about it. Yeah. And she's like, well, I mean, last time he got out, like he ruined our lives, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then Dawson's like, but if he really loved you, which he does, he might not want to repeat that. Yeah. And I just like personally don't like that narrative yeah. of like equating love to his behavior. Like it's like, like I, that, like that's why Joey feels so complicated. Like, do you love me? Yeah. You know, like, like, and like, I just think like she's the only one with like a true absent father. Like yeah. Jen is too. And so is Andy. Yeah. But this isn't a way that is like, is like. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to like equate like all of absent fathers are bad, but like, this isn't a way that we don't see commonly. And so like In media narrative. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, we'd also don't see how you talk about it, you know, right? because like her problem with her dad being absent is she feels like her dad doesn't love her. And the thing is, that's because we all personally define what love is, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, we 
controlled like what that means to us yeah and like framing it of like well it he you know if he loved you he wouldn't be in your life and it's like well I don't know if that's true (laughs) you know in the way in which I define love and also like to be honest in the way in which Joey defines love she obviously has an interest in her father being in her life to a certain extent she Mm -hmm. went to go see him you know and like she has complicated feelings about him obviously you know everyone has complicated feelings about their father and like her more so than me you know but like it's this like it's a weird way in which we use love to manipulate people Mm -hmm. no I agree I agree and you know Joey's like actually Dawson like I mean, I, thank you, but, like, I came here to ask you a different question. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, okay. And she's like, you know, Audrey told me you might Which, have something like, to tell it's me. It's hard because why can't we get a decompression about how she feels about what just happened? Which, like, to be honest, is pretty horrific. I or, agree with you. You know? like it, This feels wild, this, like, like, segue that she makes. Yeah, like, I mean, basically Dawson said to her, your dad abandoned you because he loves you. And Joey's like... Yeah, but like I got to talk to you about something else. Let's talk about I like not even like let's talk about it. Like can we just pivot to where we ramble and we don't really communicate about you and me? Right, because she Joey says Audrey told me you might have something to tell me. Instead of saying what Audrey told yes. her. Yes. And he's like, "Yeah, like but I don't know if this is the best time." Like and she's like, "No, no, no, I want to hear it." Yeah. And he tells her about this L.A. opportunity and the producer that wants to work with him and Oliver. And she's like, oh, like she thought that they were talking about Florida. But since she never said that, yeah. <laughs> since she didn't say Audrey told me you came to Florida, right not now. Audrey told me you had something to tell me. Yeah, I mean, it's fine if she leads with Audrey has something, you know, said you have something to tell me. And then when he drops something else and she then she's like, oh, actually, I was talking about you coming to Florida. Right. <laughs> Follow up. I didn't communicate correctly <laughs> what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> You know, no, she doesn't, she doesn't do that, which is like, it's like, like, again, like, why are we supposed to think these people are best friends? Like something really horrific happened with Joey and her parents, much similar to Jen. Like her parents are like, you know, something wild is happening to Jen. And with Jack, he understands and he wants to talk to her about Mm -hmm. it with Dawson. He didn't want to talk to her about it, but he didn't give like insight in a way in which we thought he knows her. He, he understands how she feels. Mm -hmm. He wanted to talk about it, which is, you know, good, good. But like, we don't see like the way in which he's a best friend to her where he gets, well, that he gets the context, Mm -hmm. right. Where it's like, you know, there are conversations that you can have as friends that have been friends for a really long time Mm -hmm. where it's like, I don't need to know any of the context. I already know it all. I know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so like, because he like, do you know what I mean? My friend of 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Because like Audrey (laughs) understands because of what Joey's told her, but Dawson understands because he was there. Yeah. You know, a hundred percent. Um, or that's what we should hope but we don't see that, yeah, you know, and totally. like, anyways, we're going to pivot towards like, and like, you know, I'm excited for Dawson Same. and she's excited for him too. But you see on her face where like, she feels like she can't talk about the fact that he went to Florida because she doesn't want to hold him back. And like, that's a fine way to feel. However, you have to talk about the fact he went to Florida. Right. You have to. I agree. Like, you can't be in this position of this relationship where like you're doing these things, but then lying to each other. A hundred percent. What, excuse me, Josephine. I thought you said honesty was the best policy. 
Liar. For you. For you, Liar. honesty is the best policy. For me, not so much. And so then we go to Pacey and Alex. Good God, this story just like does not end. Uh-huh. And they're sitting on a sidewalk next to her car. And she's like, you know, they're talking about how she clearly has problems. And I'm like, I mean, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. And then she's like, she's just like sobbing. And she's like, I don't know why I am the way I am. Yeah, because she can't answer Pacey's question of, like, why she's so, like, terrible. And she's like, why are you so good? And I was like, wow. (laughs) Pacey's like, you can't, like, go through life feeling sorry for yourself. Like, no matter what's happened, it's never too late to try and make things right. And I was like, I mean, that's genuinely good advice. Yeah, and and again, I think this is is Pacey's growth journey, you know? And like, in terms of like wrapping up season five, like we're like, okay, where this is where he's at, where he's like, you know, you just can't feel sorry for yourself. Like I was a shell of myself in season four because like, I felt sorry for myself, you know? And like, we can see like where he's coming, you know, like this journey he's on. However, it still is a little bit like he's trying to save her, you know? So he's, which is authentic to a 19 year old that his, it's not like he's cured overnight, you know? No, totally. Totally. And she says, the saddest part is that I like you. Like, I really do like you. And he kind of like puts his arm around her to comfort her. Yeah. And it's like, because the way that like Joshua Jackson acted the like quote romance, we don't know even what this like you means. Right. Agreed. And goodbye to Alex. This is her last moment on screen. I mean, Sherilyn Fenn, I'm always happy to watch, but that, that was a fucking nightmare. Good riddance. Agreed. So we go to Jen's where she presumably talk, is, is talking on, to yeah, her she's parents. she's on the phone. And we see, like, Jack kind of, like, waiting, but in the other room, like, giving yeah. her space, but also, like, clearly waiting. Yeah, he's like, I'm right here. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. Right here, girl. I'm right here. Uh-huh. And we hear the goodbye. And she, like finds Jack and just sits with him and then she says this thing that like breaks my heart mm-hmm. where she's like do you know those moments when you don't want to cry but you're not really sure what else to do mm-hmm. oh, God. and he asks her what happened yeah and, and she's just like look I told him I already made plans mm-hmm. and he's like what'd they say and she was like they asked me to reconsider but like it kind of felt like they sounded relieved yeah which like you know because we only hear Jen's perspective you know, know. Yeah. we don't know, but like it feels so 19 year old, oh, you know, of mm-hmm. like and, and you in that moment, you un- you feel so much of her trauma and her baggage from her parents, you know, totally. which like, uh, you know, again, why couldn't we get that from Joey? A hundred percent. I don't know. Because then she asked if she he's she like, did I do the right thing, Jack? Like and he's like, you know, I love you very much. He says, I love you very mm-hmm. much. And he says, but I can't tell you that because I'd be lying and I don't lie to you. Yeah. Oh, and then Grams comes in. And it's and like, this is me. why they're yeah. friends, because they've made a commitment to try not to lie to each other. Yeah. And because like Joey's on a journey to just not lie broadly. That's why we can't understand this friendship between her and, and Dawson. Right. Totally. Because then Grams comes in and they're like, we're going to go to Costa Rica, but like, and I'm not going to my parents. Uh-huh. And like, Jack, Jen's like, you know, Jack doesn't think I'm doing the right thing, but what do you think? Oh, and Gr- she's so wise. She's- this is great advice. I know. This whole scene is so good. <laughs> yeah. She's like, your parents have not been generous with you and the invitation does not absolve them. That's what she tells Jen. I was yeah. like, put that on a fucking t-shirt. I know. Can't more <laughs> adults say this to kids? Yeah. 
Totally. And Jack starts to interrupt and Grams is like, was not finished. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you know, this relationship is so much more complicated than we can imagine. And it may, it may truly be unsalvageable. Mm-hmm. And she's like, but Jen's the only person who knows what is worthwhile and what isn't. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. And then she says, if Jen's parents have found a way to love her, this won't be their last opportunity to prove it. And they see this. What I'm saying it's the rhetoric around love is so different. I agree with you, and I think the and uh, to me, what the frustration is is that like, why is this coexisting in the same show? Mm-hmm. That like, on the one branch of the show, we have this like totally toxic weirdo bullshit narrative mm-hmm. around love, where it's like love is not shown ever. Mm-hmm. But like but the we word have to is, believe that but the word word is thrown around like it it, it has any weight or meaning to it, uh-huh. especially since we know one of the people throwing that word around is a liar. Yep. You know, or has a tendency to lie. Yep. So you know, it, it it's like mm. agreed. And like we're supposed then we're supposed to get a music cue of Nora Jones's seven years, mm. and Dawson goes to the graveyard. And he starts talking to Mitch's grave. I thought this scene was really sweet or started sweet. It's, I think the first thing he tells Mitch is amazing. I loved it so (laughs) much. I was like, what? It's so weird, but I love it so much. He goes to his dad's grave to tell him he's not a virgin anymore. And I just like, because like, all I could think was like, you know what that means? We didn't get that scene with Mitch, you know, which like, what a missed opportunity. And also like, you know, this is one of my complaints about season four is we didn't get Joey tell anyone she lost her virginity, you know? And like, because Dawson was outed about his virginity, yeah. we didn't get that story either. Yeah. So the only person he really has to tell is like his dead dad. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know. I mean, it, it's just so funny too. And just imagining having to say that aloud to like, I know, I know. like I'd lost Look, my virginity to Jen wild card. Huh? I know. <laughs> I mean, like we give Vanderbeek a lot of shit, but like he did get some like real shit. Oh yeah. Lines oh yeah. Shit that he had to say. And he just says all this stuff that we know. And like, you know, about what happened to him this year. And then he- it's hard because this is the perfect opportunity to have like two sentences explaining what happened with Jen. Because like, uh-huh. you know, I liked their relationship and I'm devastated it ended. And like, I wish that they were breaking up like right now. Totally. <laughs> you know, in this way that's like super heartbreaking, but it kind of had to happen. Like yeah. that's similar with Joss or um, Joey and Pacey. We were like, that was the most painful breakup ever, but it had to happen. Totally. You know? um, if we had well, like, seen that. Well, like, if he that, had to go to L.A. and Jen's like, I'm not going to go to L.A. Like, Or if, it, you know, Joey was in, caught in the way, yeah, you know, whatever. where, like, yeah, just, totally. like, there's so there's many, a lot of ways, so many ways they could have break, broken up, yeah. you know? And even if it was, like, you know, Jen being like, I don't think there's passion, they tried, and then, like, they couldn't, which is, right. like, it, that's what happened with her and Pacey totally and it's the opposite of what happened what should have happened with her and charlie which is like it's all passion we have nothing to we have nothing in common yeah and like i totally maintain if they had this contract which had michael murphy murray she should have gone back to him or like had or he could have been like a point of confliction yeah with her and dawson right oh i had all what she feels i had all the passion with him but like he's a total like inconsistent asshole like you know fucks with my head person you know and like you know just trying to grapple with the 
those two like you know you know quote options when it's like there's a million options but you know but also when you're 19 you definitely make the the good guy the bad guy (laughs) (laughs) the one I like to fuck or the one that like I feel safe coming home to and cuddling with you know um anyways totally so so after we get this um not long enough reveal and thoughts about his relationship with Jen he's there to talk to his dad about Joey yeah and he says the line, is it still okay to believe something perfect is possible? And I was like, fucking shoot me. I know. On what planet? <laughs> He's like, I want to be with her and I love her. And I was just like, oh, God. God, it's like torture. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just like at this point, the reality of the situation is at this point, only Dawson and Joey would believe this. Right. And everyone else would be like, mm, okay, we're just letting you go along with it, yeah. you know? And But, like, that's not what's happening. Professor Wilder at the beginning of the episode is like, ooh, and more chapters coming up, you know? Yeah. And, like, Gail's always, like, rooting for them. And even Audrey's like, oh, you got it. Dawson's great, He's you so know? Great. Whatever. Yeah. Like, all the other characters are always rooting for this yeah. romance. And, like, I think that that's one of the ways in which it lacks authenticity if the writers want us to like have this like storyline because we all know people that were like obsessed with someone back and forth going on over and over breaking up getting back to total drama and you're just like at a certain point like I just can't hear about this anymore or like I'm not rooting for you because this you do you I think this is I think you need to break up but like I don't know the ins and outs of your relationship Uh so like I can support you as a friend in the way in which I feel is comfortable that it which is still going to be hard because I don't All like I can the see is how this yeah. person is treating you poorly. I mean, it's like, did you ever watch the Hills? Yes. That's the whole point. I lived with you. <laughs> I know. That's the whole point of that show yeah. is that like, you can't be friends with someone if you don't like their partner. Yeah. You know? And like, no matter what you do, how much you try to reconcile with your former best friend, if they don't fuck with, you know, if they don't think this is a good relationship and they open the door to be convinced and they try to like understand and see it, but they come to the point where like, this is a bad relationship, your friendships, you know, fall away. And like, that is like such a compelling story. Yeah. Um, which would be more authentic to this back and forth of Dawson and Joey where like they become so together and entwined in their like perception of soulmates that they don't have any other friends. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so then we go to Joey driving that old Ford F-150 and she has brought the Worthington Literary Review to the five and dime. Yeah. I just let me back up because he tells his dad that like he loves her and it's just like, like, don't you feel like we need more? Totally. Like it comes out of nowhere that all of a sudden Dawson is wants to get back with Joey. I agree with you. And like, you know, so what is some art? And then he's like, gotta have that. Yeah. And I I can totally understand his confliction and, you know, being like, oh, wow, she was there for all, you know, like, and I'm grieving my dad still. She knew my dad, you know, and all this, like, whatever. I can understand, like, or that feels like whatever, you know, but like, I'm saying whatever because I just need a little bit more, you know? I mean, I think we need a ton more. I think they've never. What's the point of this scene then? If we're not going to get any insight. Right. Like, that's the thing, right? Is that the point of this scene is to tell us that that's what he wants. But, like, he's going to L.A. So, like, they're just, he just wants, he loves her and he wants to be with her, but it's bad timing. Yeah, but he doesn't even say that. I know. That's what I mean. Is like, so they give us this scene where we're supposed to, like, get an explanation of Dawson and where his season-long journey has brought him to, you know? 
to set us up for and the it's literally the exact same place that we were in the first episode of we're, season five yeah and, and also we're like wait okay so you just admitted you had sex with jen and like you dated her and now all of a sudden you're like back in love with joey which again i do not forgive the writers for not letting him say he loves jen yeah so anyway um yeah so joey brings the literary review to the five and dime and we end with her walking across the parking lot to go in and we don't know what happens no yeah um and like it's so weird because i didn't hate that episode even though we've just ripped it apart yeah. a little bit. Like, I didn't hate it. Like, I feel like we got a ton of what we've been begging for. It's I agree. Just like, again, it's just in the wrong situation. It's like, we, Joey, like, we get Joey, like, telling us how she feels about things that were like, okay, great, mm-hmm. hearing this, hearing you, but you're telling Professor Wilder that thing, mm-hmm. or you're telling, like, who, like, what? Yeah, I mean, it's like we... This is wrapping up season five, but everything we've seen in this episode is what we wanted, but it doesn't feel coherent with what we watched, you know, or what we've seen. And then on top of that, like, you know, because we get these side by side comparisons of friendship and like abandoned fathers and abandoned parents and the way in which we can see how like, that's what I'm saying is like one line makes all the difference. And with Joey, like we don't know like we she gave us like a recap of her past events right but like you know that those are the ways in which like we don't need that as viewers of the show like that's the ways in which you can use the Dawson's Creek speak and be like well you know because <laughs> we do know yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what Jen does is like I get messy when my parents are in my life and we're like oh we know well, and it's like, even if you missed the episodes where she gets messy when her parents are in her life, you're like, oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. On right. the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One line. So this is what it means if you were to spend the summer with your parents is like, you might get messy. It and might be scared messy. of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we know specifically what kind of that mess looks like. But even if you hadn't watched any other episode of the show, you would be like, okay, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And with Joey, it's like, it's kind of hard to like understand how it's very she, muddled. How does she feel about Dawson right now? It's like she, she's maybe like, oh, is there hope? Like maybe on that page, but like kind of hard to tell. Yeah, it's like all of the scenes end, like you're always saying, right when they should start. When yeah. Audrey's like, he came to Florida. Why didn't we get of like, wait, what? And like, why? And like, what happened? And why do you know this? And I don't. Why didn't like, you tell me what's going on? Why am on? I learning about it now? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like, like someone drops a bomb like that and you're just like, okay. And then, I'm going to go see him. And we don't talk about it. Like yeah. she doesn't talk to him about it at the end of this episode. So you're like, wait. She, yeah. She goes to see him to presumably talk to him about it and then doesn't. And doesn't, you know? And, and so it's like. You know, I think that like Joey struggles with this idea of like holding people back and like moving forward and like they all do. And that's kind of like, you know, an underlying theme of the show. Sure. But like, it's one of those things you have to learn of like not saying anything also holds you back. You know, the reason why season three was so hard for you is because you couldn't admit that you wanted to be with Pacey. Well, I used to say this a lot um, about a situation in my life which is not making a choice mm-hmm. is also a choice yeah and it and what ends up happening when you don't make choices is that they get made for you and yeah. they're not always then what you wanted exactly 
And so, and I'm not saying that I have sometimes not made choices and been left with what I'm left with, but like, it's true. That is what, you know, not making a choice is a choice in and of itself. Definitely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's what we saw, you know, that was the whole point of season three. Yeah. She's like, I don't want to choose. And you're like, well, but then you are choosing your friendship with Dawson and not Pacey. Like, you know, so like. that's fine but like you need to acknowledge that you did choose and Pacey calls her out for that you know totally um yeah so I don't know it's hard because like there's so many moments in season five where you're like I don't hate it but like I don't I just wish we could get like a little bit more it's definitely lacking it's just I feel like it's like lacking in very strange ways Mm -hmm. like it's lacking in this way of like it feels like, and, and I, and again, I want to just like give credit to like making art post nine 11. Mm-hmm. I mean, much like some or of the straddling nine 11, which would be so complicated. Totally. How do you tell a cohesive narrative when you started telling it before nine 11 and mm-hmm. you finished after. And like, I think, I think like same goes for like the art that's been made during COVID, particularly in the mm-hmm. early, you know, when the earliest shows kind of went back right. and were grappling with like do we tell the story mm-hmm. with this pandemic like you know some shows had to tell it had to tell it yeah. Grey's Anatomy doesn't get or get to, to go around COVID right yeah right like and so like I think that's really interesting and I you know I think probably if if you know 20 years from now people are recapping those shows and talking about them like it's gonna be a fucking mixed strange bag and like right you know, I have a lot of room for that. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of room for that. And I have a lot of room for the fact that like, there's almost no stakes in this whole season. Mm -hmm. And that like, that actually seems kind of right to me. Like we were living in a world that all of a sudden had such high stakes Mm -hmm. and like, not that the world doesn't have high stakes all the time, but like that it was, it was palpable. It was so palpable in a way that it sometimes isn't. Mm -hmm. And and at least for me as a younger person, like hadn't felt palpable before. Yeah. Um, as a younger privileged person, you mm-hmm. know, the, those stakes hadn't felt as palpable pre September 11th. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, it does feel kind of right that this season is a little aimless, mm-hmm. but also it's frustrating to watch because it's aimless. I mean, it's, it's frustrating because the only aim they give us is Dawson and Joey. Right. I guess that's the, and so, yeah you know it's just like I don't I don't care you know I I don't like that's the reason why I stopped watching the show totally and so to have to come back into it you're like I just don't care and to have this respite of Dawson and Jen yeah exactly you know and that's when you know we started watching it we're like love it this is amazing I'm here for this (laughs) storyline and can we get more of it you know yeah and so to then have to cycle back to this thing that like it's hard because it's so unearned you know and like I don't know like you you're just kind of like why like why like why Dawson you know and why Joey yeah but I mean on both fronts yeah yeah. like it's just like you know and again like we all know people that were 18 19 that were in a toxic back and forth thing but like you know even been those people sometimes yeah and but you know you have to like un you have your telling your friends like oh well this is why this is what's happening this is why i'm choosing to go back and yeah you're having those conversations especially in a dorm you know especially talking about it um and so it it's just like to if they're gonna try to sell us on this you have to sell us on it totally you know i mean i don't know like yeah it's hard to totally. watch it and he, like what do they even want 
who knows yeah yeah in the same boat that we were at the beginning of the season yep and like like that actually is inauthentic to being 18 because time moves so fast that you wouldn't be in that limbo this long I agree with you completely. And even in the realm of Dawson's Creek, she's like in love with him in season one. And then in 13 episodes, they, they kiss. Yeah. So like even that timeline is like moves a little bit quicker than this. Like we could wait 13 episodes, but like we've waited 22 and we still don't know what's or even more because at Coda, you know, we still don't know what's happening. Right. Or what these two want, you know? Yeah. Well, they don't know what they want. Yeah. They want to hold each other hostage. Exactly. So who are you rooting for? Jen. Yeah. Gosh. Jen. I'm rooting for Jen. I mean, there's a part of me that's rooting for like Dawson and Audrey as like two friends that get to kind of go to a place together during Mm -hmm. the summer or be like. Yeah. And Dawson's getting this amazing opportunity and that's so exciting for him. Totally. Because I think like I can see how USC didn't work out for him. Like he couldn't like living in LA long term when he's that young, what didn't feel right. But spending the summer there did work out for him. Right, right, right. So like that's kind of a way in which he can he can um, compromise, you know. Yeah, and I'm rooting for um and I'm rooting for, you know, Jack and Jen. I hope they have fun in Costa Rica. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sloth yeah. rescue mm-hmm. is a highlight. Mm-hmm. Cloud forest, yeah. a highlight. Totally. Um, you know, but like, yeah. And uh that's that. Well, pa- I mean, I guess I'm rooting for Pacey. That storyline was so fucking wild that it's like hard for me to be like, I mean, I hope he recovers from what has happened and like moves on to get a good job and well it's just weird because like we mentioned the top of episode that her pacey and audrey are broken up and she's very single or whatever but we don't really get a pacey's feeling on it right you know and so like what are the stakes for him going into the season finale right we don't really know we don't really know so it's like you know how are we supposed to get there yeah you know depending on if the stakes are going to involve audrey and pacey you know Mm -hmm. so yeah okay for our listener corner, mm-hmm. um, this is from Jim. My name is Jim, and I'm a huge fan of Dawson's Creek. There I said it. It felt good. I was 22 years old when the show came out. I live in Buffalo, New York, and at the time, I was just finishing up a rather sad attempt at continuing a pursuit of being a college or professional hockey player. I would be curious to know how many of my fellow hockey players also enjoyed this show. <laughs> Despite our tough, exterior, ex- tough exteriors, we are all teddy bears. It can be very jarring um, when that time comes where your dreams are slipping away from you. I was depressed and Wednesday nights on the WB was where I went for solace. What brought me in was Dawson, as terrible as it is to admit, because upon every rewatch after the original air, I found myself arguing with Dawson through the TV like he could hear me. (laughs) LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I was... I was like Dawson, sort of, a few years earlier. I had a dream to play ice hockey or to play hockey. So did Dawson to be a famous director. I was seemingly clueless as to how to foster strong relationships. I'm an only child. Um, Where the comparisons trickle off is my um, economic status was more of a potter than a leery. I grew up in Clarence, New York, a very affluent part of Buffalo. Most of the pro athletes that play in Buffalo live in Clarence. An Hmm. affluent, gossipy town sound familiar? (laughs) 
At 20, as a 22 year old, I found it hard to fall for any of the girls because, well, I'm not a creep and they were playing 14, 15 year olds. I was, however, to put myself back in the age range and found myself battling who I like better as a male on the show, Dawson or Pacey. Mm. I mean, it only took half a season and I went full team Pacey. (laughs) Then there were the relationships. Some of the storylines were similar to my experience at their age. Too much to go into here. I have already rattled on too much. I'll never forget the first time the show broke me. In 1998, my grandfather, who was the only person I could tell everything that was going on in my life, passed away from cancer. One day he was fine. The next day he was in the hospital. Three weeks later, he passed. I had no idea. My family kept me in the dark. I love them, but my grandpa was the only emotionally available one, the one who would um, share things with me or would share and tell me things. Um, when Jen's grandfather passed away, it hit me hard. I still can hear, can't hear Angel by Sarah McLaughlin without tears streaming down my face. <laughs> Same. Anyway, I could go on for my love um, for the show. That's awesome, Jim. Thank you so much for writing us. Um, first of all, Buffalo has one of the best bars in the country, which is the Old Pink. Is that where they invented buffalo wings? No. Oh, okay. It's a, this fucking seedy dive bar downtown oh. that's an absolute gem. Yeah. <laughs> um, our old bartender, Brian, um, used to... He grew up in Buffalo and mm-hmm. told me to go there when I had to go there for work one, a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but I think that's so nice to hear. And I think, like... I've said a couple times on the show and a few people have actually written me about me saying it of like this show was such a like show for like women and gay men. And it's like, is really nice to hear that. Like that's not the whole audience. Cause mm-hmm. I think that like, I kind of think that people need to hear that. Like it's, it's a legitimately like it's a show about humans feeling human things. Yeah. And so like, and the teenage experience and the teenage experience and coming of age experience. Like even if you're a little older, like it's okay. Like you still understand what it feels like. And those feelings were so real and you want to be taken seriously. Totally. And I think like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I thank you for sharing with us about your grandfather. He sounds like a, he was a pretty fucking great dude. Yeah. And, um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that experience of men having, having men to, have emotions with I think that's so important and that's so like lacking I think for a lot of men Mm -hmm. particularly straight men like I think just don't get that that much and I'm glad you had it and I hope I hope you have it again now yeah um you know that's what I hope for everyone that they have people that they can share these things with and share their lives with and and be seen and heard Totally. you know and I and I think it's not weird and it's not bad I think it's totally normal to have television do that for you and media representation do that for you and I think one of the things that at least for me I feel in dissecting this show is like is like really acknowledging that like those things are important Mm -hmm. you know like media representation representation is important so that's why when we're going into things it's like it's frustrating to know that like this is some of the stuff that shaped our teenage Mm -hmm. years or our young adult years is like watching these storylines because sometimes it's like it feels almost irresponsible mm-hmm. that like you know you're not labeling what Jen went through as sexual assault or you're not what mm-hmm. or rape and you're not labeling you know what, what Joey went, went through, through as sexual sexual harassment mm-hmm. at work and stuff like that like it, that feels frustrating because like we were watching that yeah 
Exactly. I mean, I also think it's interesting to see the journey of like, from a male perspective of like, who, who is a good guy, Yeah, yeah. you know, and like how you grapple with that in the yeah. way in which like, you know, from your experience as a man, you know, identifying with, you know, malehood and yeah. masculinity and being like, wait a minute, <laughs> you yeah, know, totally. um, in what ways do I think, like, who do I think is the, the moral compass or in what ways am I being fed a narrative that I don't entirely agree with? And then like, how can I have like grapple with that in my own life and Mm -hmm. in my own experience um I also like the narrative personally of like straight up saying I couldn't be attracted to a 15 year old yeah you know like I think more men need to say that um I yeah I read this thing about um someone was giving an anecdote about how they were talking about Buffy in one of their like AP English classes, like at the time that it aired uh-huh. and one of the students heckled the, the teacher because the teacher was like, Oh, it's my favorite show. And the teacher was like, Oh, because you think the girls are hot. And he's like, I'm in my forties. I would never think. And you know, 16 year old is hot. And I think that we just need to like flat out say those yeah, things to yeah. people. Like, I think if you feel that way, you need to like be vocal about that. Yeah. I I personally think everyone should feel that way, you know? Totally. Because it, and we need to say it because the narrative is like, is, is the opposite. Right. You know? And that's one of the really toxic things about our culture, about our culture and a way in which like, you know, women's bodies are oppressed and the way in which like we still get policed on like what we wear and what our looks are and like particularly within elementary and high school yeah and the way in which like the male gaze is our responsibility somehow and not like you know other men to police men about the male gaze um it's like all hands on deck you know totally so thank you for sharing yeah yeah and if anyone is a hockey player and watch Dawson's Creek let us know we'll connect you (laughs) um yeah I always love hearing um male fans so i gotta get them in there when i can i know okay for won't you just let me let me be this is from jennifer does pacey does the dawson joey virginity pact exist i think we need to consider off-screen conversations promises that are perhaps references referenced i remember in season three anti-prom dawson saying something ridiculous and promising each other that they'd go to the junior prom together mm. in season one there's nothing i can think of that's referenced off-screen promises of course i never really paid attention to the um dawson joey scenes season one scenes despite them being a major um that year um in season two they actually dated i remember an episode when andy has her breakdown and dawson and joey were in the robo and getting cozy mm. Dawson mentioned that Knight was young and Joey said, so are we. Yeah. Um, was there some unsaid promise that it was a possibility? Sure. They were dating at the time. In the previous episode, it seemed like they were going to have sex before finding Jen soaked and grief stricken in Dawson's bed after Abby dies. Right. Um, the latter Dawson. Back into season three, we have the opener with Joey going for it and Dawson turning her down. I don't see a promise in there indicating anything considering Joey was humiliated and Dawson was actually right for once. Joey referenced promises we made to each other before we knew how we turn out. But when did she say that? Season four? And if so, it was so vague and totally off screen. 
From the evidence I've presented, the Dawson Joey virginity pact does not exist except in some off-screen land dreamed up in season four showrunner writer brains. I think it's up there with Pacey falling, failing three junior classes and not knowing until the first day of senior year at the end of the day, too. So Pacey had a full senior class and didn't find out until the faux guidance counselor Mitch told him what the fuck. Never suspended disbelief for that trash story point. <laughs> I've never delved so deep into Dawson and Joey before. It's a strange place. <laughs> true. true. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think like I did right when you were talking right before she said the thing about the, the Abby Morgan episode where uh-huh. like, I was like, oh yeah, they were like up going about to, to fuck. fuck. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's what they were headed. And I was like, oh, right, 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 right. Um, I yeah, think even I mean, in this episode, you kind of get the vibe she's going to his house to to ask him about Florida and then fuck. Yeah, well, I don't know if I get that vibe, but I, I can hear where you're I can mm-hmm. I can see where you get that mm-hmm. vibe. I don't know if I get the same vibe. Like, I feel like but I but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to talk about the beginning of season three because like, you know, then there's the Eve thing, which mm-hmm. she's like so mad about, but there doesn't seem to be a pact. Mm-hmm. Like she's just like, or Dawson doesn't seem like he entered a pact with her. Right. He's like considering fucking Eve. Well, and she, and she's just like, really like that's who you're going to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Like she's more like hurt and mad. Right. And like, I mean, I get it. You know, I mean, she's, she's kind of an asshole, but I do get why mm-hmm. she's being an asshole. Totally. Um, and then it's like go that goes away entirely mm-hmm. for a long while until what longest day when he finds out mm-hmm. and then it's not that's not so much a sex pact rather than like just a like you're mine yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of thing that happens so like yeah it just feels very much like all of a sudden this kind of idea came out of nowhere and then like kind of hangs around for a while i mean i totally agree and it's hard because it- they make up this weird pack, the writers, as a way to have Joey feel like she's betraying Dawson for having sex with Pacey. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of this made up pact, you know? We've all tried to come up with an, a place in which we think maybe it happened, and you're like, maybe, I guess. But, like, right. The since even the options presented by people, you're kind of like, I guess, you only... As a result, I am only led to believe it's a way in which Joey feels guilt over doing what she wants with her body. And that's, I mean, my my problem with the way it's told is like, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because <laughs> I think that that's not unreal, mm-hmm. that women feel guilt with what they do with their bodies. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking this whole culture is set up to make us feel guilty about yeah. whatever we do with their bodies whether it's quote right or quote wrong mm-hmm. you know um but yeah interesting i mean i i do i don't think that there was a pact i think this was some like some retconny situation mm-hmm. um and i think it's really it's it sucks because it becomes such kind of like a big I don't know, like cloud cloud over the the whole show, Mm -hmm. you know, (sighs) I know it's just like, okay. Yeah. And you can't like, I just feel like there was like, that was a lot of the hatred that Joey had towards Jen was because like, she like, I just feel like Joey was like, well, okay. I didn't lose my virginity to Dawson, but he's going to lose his to me. 
you know I'm still gonna be his first and and like this weird way in which like that was a way she was gonna correct her like quote wrong Mm -hmm. you know um which like again let's delve into that then if that's what you're gonna tell like let's get into that of like how this relationship is toxic on that level totally yeah if you have something to say about it say it yeah I mean it's like the thesis of the show that's originally laid out is like can your best friendship survive your sexual awakening you know and like those are ways in which like you know it's just like you lay out you go so far to lay out a thesis in the pilot but then you like kind of forget that (laughs) you know by the fourth season they're like I don't know we're just gonna do like weird shit when like you know and when you scope it out you're like it kind of does like follow these trajectories of like well in the season four they're like well could we be friends if I'm with someone else like that's interesting to get into and like could we just can we survive like a really traumatic event you know in our when we're adults and we've kind of drifted apart like which happens in this season but we just circle back to the same like you know yeah same boring shit you know and as a result you can't help but feel like the show's just committed to punishing joey for you know making having a sexuality yeah and choosing who she wants to have sex with yep and also changing her mind yeah you know women don't get to change your minds Aaron. <laughs> we don't have free will yeah <laughs> that's for the bros i know <laughs> gosh well cool we're almost done with season five i oh can't my believe God. it next week i know it's so wild we're like looking down the barrel of season six which like is kind of it's unbelievable i know to be honest i agree i'm like wow like we're almost done i know so one more season yeah i mean we got like six months i know but but it's like it's closer than it's ever been you know like i feel like we can actually see like the end of this you know even though it is you know at least like another eight months away or something like that um but it still feels super weird yeah to be here um exciting though yeah i'm excited for season six same i know it's like one of the ones that's seen as a better ones but like that's also the way season four was so we'll see how we get we'll see there. yeah and the, this one we did we lived in the same house exactly we lived in the same bedroom yeah during I feel this like season. this one is gonna be like bring up so many I have so many memories uh-huh. and then also like uh I don't know like sometimes you're like do I want to go to that place where I was in when I, I was know. 19 like, I know I felt like starting this season season five like being brought back to moving into the dorms and everything I was like oh I don't know if I need to be in this place <laughs> right now <laughs> that was a weird space to be in it's weird yeah. um and like you know just like getting yeah, back in that about, I was yeah. like whoa I wasn't expecting that um totally because I mostly reconciled with my high school experience. So that was like <laughs> right. less weird, you know? Right. Um, yeah, but cool. Well, thank you everyone for being here, sticking it out. Season five. Yeah. You know, we're doing, <laughs> we're doing it. It's a wild time to be alive. We hope you're really staying safe, yep. you know, protecting yourself, managing, you know, whatever is going on with you. It's, yep. you know, the holidays can be tough. This is going to air after the holidays, I think. Well, I hope you survived. (laughs) (laughs) I hope it was fun. We're glad you're with us. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you had fun, you know. Yeah, totally. Or at least you can find the moments of fun. Um, Yeah. You know, I like like the holidays because I, I, you know, I do my own thing, but I like prioritize what I want to do, which still means seeing my family. But like, I can't do Christmas, really. I mean, I have an Irish Catholic family that's very large and I must do. Yeah, I I mean, I have a 
big enough family where they would want that. But I'm like, I just can't. It's too much for me. Yeah. Gifts are so weird. Um, because I just like, I'm a Leo. I give people gifts like whenever I think of them. You know? I, that's how I am too. Um, but so being performative is super weird. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, so we hope you had fun. Yep. Welcome 2022. May it be better than the last two. Oof. Six. I'm not even going <laughs> to jinx anything. Okay. May it be. May, it, may, may, may. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. defund the police, yep. stop Asian hate, mm-hmm. honor our treaties, water is life. Yep. Um uh, we stand with all labor movements to protect the rights of the working class. Uh, there's so many. Kellogg's. Kellogg, don't eat Kellogg's don't do right that. now. Yeah. Um, it's really horrific what they're doing. They're hiring scabs. <laughs> Although the is, scabs. I know, but it's a, it's a, they're breaking the law. Sure. Um, they don't care. <laughs> I know they don't, but we should. <laughs> I do. I care. Yeah. But they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we stand with all labor movements to protect the right of the working class. Police unions are not labor unions. They work against the working class by taking funds from them and mm-hmm. incarcerating them. Mm. Um, and, you know, working against the safety of our community or of the of working class communities. Um, abortion is pro-life. Mm-hmm. Let's just get Medicare for all. Let's. Let's do it. Right? Yeah. Um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us dawsonscritique at gmail.com. We want to shout out our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at GoFreakingCrazy. You can follow my Finsta at Aaron.Hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch. I'm wearing some right now. Mm-hmm. Um, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Uh, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Let's give a shout out to Mrs. Dalloway's bookstore in on the border of Oakland and Berkeley, California. Cool. Um, they... Uh, just got a new owner uh, who's cool. very nice. And so, yeah, so awesome. Uh, please like a subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have. Uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us immensely. Uh, you can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. We thank you for being here with us and hope you have a great week. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. I want to go right now.